Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about a very important topic, and that's the topic of weed whacking. Go to Manscaped, get 20% off, plus uh, free shipping with the code FAB. And usually when we talk about plucking those nose hairs and doing trimming around the ears and whatnot, most of us are used to doing that with weapons such as this. Um, while effective, they can be cumbersome. They can prove to be cumbersome. And everyone's personal favorite is also this beauty, something like this. Whilst very effective, it's also hard because sometimes you don't have the right extension cords and whatnot. So Manscaped has given us this, the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is skin safe. It has a replaceable head. Um, it has high-performance motor, so premium 9,000 RPM motor powers. This is something that you would have probably seen in a World War II aeroplane prior to this. And unlike the hedge trimmer, it's cordless and rechargeable, so you can use it anywhere and you can take it with you, and it's really, really a pretty amazing product. Um, it has a smart design. It's intelligently contoured design for you to be able to grip it easily, and it's not going to slip out of your hand which is an amazing segue to the next part of it, which is that fact that it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower and whatnot. So this is a pretty amazing, amazing um, piece of machinery here for all of us that need it. And everyone needs it because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person that has the nose hairs and the ear hairs sticking out. I used to go to, my dad used to take me to a barber in Liverpool. And um, ironically, this barber, it was an older guy, had... Um, the worst hairs coming out of his ears and the worst hairs coming out of his nose. And always as a little kid, I used to always watch that. So I never wanted that myself. Um, so please, Manscaped, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FAB. Thank you, people. How are we, people? Welcome. Thank you so much. Hit the notification bell. Hit the like button and please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, what an amazing night of fights. Um. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. Um, let's see some of the questions. Do you think Steeper should have increased his weight against Francis? Would it matter a lot? Um, I don't think that in that particular fight. Like, let's say Steeper increased his his weight by six, seven kilos, right? Where it's still functional, it's still being blah blah blah. I don't think that that's the difference that um, would get made in that fight. I don't think that that is necessarily why he lost. Um, I think that the the strength and power differential that um, that exists between those two guys is not going to be um, mitigated for Stipe from uh, putting on five kilos. I don't think, or six kilos, or even ten kilos. I think that Francis's he could outweigh Francis. Francis would still be much more powerful. I think uh, he went out there. I think he had the right. I think he had the right game plan. I think he had the right mentality to go out there and um, do what he did. Um, I think being lighter gave him extra movement, but I don't think uh, you know this is the fight game, and that's the real life. You know, he got caught, and when you get caught by someone like Francis, you go out, and that's what happened. Um, Super Skunk says, "Hi, Coach. How do you?" How are you doing? I'm very well, man. Very well, thank you. Spent uh, most of the day surfing, actually, which is really, really hard for me. I'm not a, a very good surfer, and surfing is so hard. 
it's very, very difficult. Um, how do you see a potential fight between Usman and Whitaker going? I, I, I don't see Usman beating Rob. I just don't see. I think Rob fights very, very well, in particular against uh, smaller kind of grappler guys. Um, and he'd definitely be the bigger guy. Rob would definitely be the bigger guy out of the two of them by a fair stretch. You know, he's a big boy. Um, Usman's not quite as big as Rob. Uh, and Usman will kind of lose that mechanical advantage as well that he has, where he generally tends to be like the bigger, stronger guy when he's fighting at welterweight. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that um, Usman would do that well against Rob. And I think Rob, very, very hard guy to take down, very hard guy to hold against the cage, very fast hands, very good movement, very good kicking, very good kicking game. Um, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see Usman being able to beat Rob. I don't think it would be an easy fight at all for Usman. Usman's a great champion. Usman always finds a way to win. But Rob in particular and the way that he that Rob matches up with him is not not good for Usman, I think. That's my my opinion on that. Um yeah. B. Johnson says, can Chris Weidman come back the same? The problem is, man, I don't think that Chris has been the same for a long time. Is Chris is probably my favorite fighter, you know, in period, you know. So um I don't see him getting all the way back up through to the top nowadays. You know, I think that in his prime had, and you know, he he's just had a few unlucky sort of situations. I think he's one of the best to ever do it, but I don't, I don't see him coming back to the same as what the same as before. Like we're talking about the Chris Weidman that fought Romero, that he lost that fight against Romero, obviously from a flying knee, but he was doing really well. Like that Chris Weidman, I no. Um, can he come back to the Chris Weidman as he was now, which is still a very impressive fighter, still a very, very good fighter. I'm not, he's, like I said, he's one of my favorites. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want to see him come back like that anymore. You know, like I'm just such a fan of his, such a huge fan. Like I'm a big Chris Weidman fan and I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't, man, I, I don't, I don't want to see him fight anymore. Like I know that. It's going to be at least a year, if not two years, before we see him fight again. He's going to be close to 40, you know, at that point. And um, having been inactive as well in a division that's that has already gotten older, the division has, and now we're getting new guys coming through. We need new people that we haven't really heard of yet to come, really start to come through and, and make their mark. So, you know, in those two years, we're going to see some new blood in that middleweight division. And I don't know that, that, you know, Weidman having sat out is going to be the best for him in that situation. Like when you get your shin broken like that, man, psychologically, physiologically, and everything else would be really, really difficult for you, man. Like that was, that break was fucking brutal. Like I haven't seen a break like that in, I don't know, you know, like even even the silver one was very different. It wasn't like they were both just as bad, but I haven't seen it. Like I didn't see it in the same way that I saw Chris's. Like I saw Anderson's one was a bit more like he kicked and he, he broke and he was gone. But Chris's one should, Chris's one was crazy. He kicked him, stepped back, and then his leg kind of like folded up again. And it was like 
sickening to me. Anderson's was sickening as well, but that Chris Weidman's one was was insane. It was one of the most horrific breaks I've seen. Um, Super Skunk says, how did you feel about Namahuna's comments regarding Weili Zhang's nationality, Zhang's nationality leading up to the fight? Super Skunk, I'll be honest with you, I don't listen to the UFC stuff. Like, I don't listen to um, what the fighters say about each other and even what they say about their own fights. I don't listen to it. I've been around it too much for too long um, to know it doesn't really mean anything. So I don't know what she said. I can guess that she probably said something about communist China, etc. Da da da. I I don't know. I just I find it a bit. To be honest with you, I find it a little bit silly to talk about people's nationalities and belief systems, political systems. I I'm I'm especially because, and I don't want to make this a political thing, but like you know, talking about like there's some of the big superpowers, all of them got dirt on them. You know, it's when we talk about human rights and the rest of it. We're just going to go down a, a whole rabbit hole, you know what I mean? That's not, and and the reality is, Weili Zhang or Rose Namajunas or you're not. None of those people are in charge of the country's foreign policy, domestic policy, um, taxation system. <laughs> They're not in charge of it. So to to vilify one person like that, that's just a fighter. I think is kind of silly. But in fairness, I don't really know what Rose said, so I, I don't know. Economy says, I think Chris should call it quits, man, best for his health. I mean, only Chris knows what to do with that, but yeah, man, I don't know. Beetlejuice says, hey, Playboy, great commentary for the fights on the weekend. Have you ever worked in broadcasting? No, sir, I have not. But if you're offering me a job, I will take it. B. Johnson, not related to 261, but how do you see Garnett versus Volkov going? This is an incredible matchup at heavyweight, in my opinion. That That's a pretty crazy fight that one because i think volkov is a very um technical and well-rounded guy like in, it's with his striking in particular and it's going to be interesting how gani handles that that's yeah I, I think it's going to be very interesting i think cyril beats him um cyril moves so well for such a massive unit of a man so yeah i'm really impressed with cyril and his grappling is pretty good man Herbert all before says, hi, Fab. Hi, Herbert. Right back at you. Gilang says, out of all the current male UFC champs, who do you think will hold the belt the longest? There's a lot of factors there, man. A lot of factors. I don't know. I can't say. Because, like, matchups matter a lot. Francis looks like, like, I don't see people at heavyweight necessarily having that, the, the wrestling and the grappling to deal with him, like to take him out of that. Um, first 10, 15 minutes. But, uh, like, you know, people look unbeatable until they're not. You know, maybe Cyril goes out there and puts a wrestle clinic on him, makes him work, makes him wrestle for those 10 minutes, and he comes, you know, and and starts to pick Francis apart. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing that. I'm not I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying people look unbeatable until they're not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think Usman has proved that he's held it the longest at the moment. So... You know, that's pretty pretty incredible as far as that's concerned. Um, ben says, Wonderboy said on the podcast with Rogan that Weidman has had 24 surgeries. I feel he should hang it up as well. Nothing else to prove. Once you start opening up your body like that and doing stuff like that, I think um, your body's not the same. Your, your mind's not the same. Like, you've been put 
out like in uh, under anesthetics like completely out 24 times at mid 30s i think it's not it's it's nothing good's going to come from that nothing that can't be good for your body can't be good for your long-term health now if that's 24 times at that point now with this with this break i'm going to say he's probably going to have an additional three surgeries you know probably at least two you know and as such a young guy dude achieved so much intelligent guy huge fan of his yeah i don't want to say it um herb says do you think that we will ever see usman versus khabib and if we do how do you think it will go we might i don't know if khabib comes back i think that um i don't know who wins if you are if you're saying that to me i don't i don't know it's i i don't really like to do the predictions because you know predictions are what they are but and you can say anything and maybe people get it one thing i will say though is i think khabib like i've said this a million times khabib going up in weight loses a lot of his mechanical advantages against in particular against someone like usman who's also a grapple heavy guy um and has shown to have good patient powerful striking um it could create uh, some headaches there for khabib you know like it's not um khabib's generally the biggest stronger guy as well as being a phenomenal grappler grappler at 184 at 170 he he loses a lot of that he's not going to be the bigger guy that doesn't mean that he can't overcome it with with amazing skill set that he has but you are talking about a guy that's similar to him in a lot of ways so i think he may struggle with that a little bit um the same way somebody asked earlier what about usman going up i think that's the same thing i think usman loses a few of those mechanical advantages um but again he's a fantastic fighter so you know he might he, you might be all right. Um, Beetlejuice says, sorry if you've already been asked, but what is your opinion on Israel and Vittori? I, I can't see Vittori beating Israel, but I've picked wrong against against Vittori a bunch of times. Um, he seems to be a guy that will just try and take Israel down, but Israel will be prepared for that. Israel will definitely be prepared for that. I don't think Vittori hits crisp and fast enough to be able to really um engage israel on the feet to create a situation where you know he can you know he where where he can really get those takedowns going in the in that first right at the start you have to be able to engage sorry guys let me just take this off um you ha you have to be able to to engage Israel in the stand up to be able to really support your takedowns. You can't just you're not going to get eleven takedowns on Israel. You know what I mean? You're not. It's just not going to happen like that. Um, and I don't see Marvin being able to engage him in the striking enough to be able to do that for five rounds against Israel. I don't. And I think in the stand up, Israel has really found his like flow in the in the cage and i think similar to rob he's coming of an age where everything's come together and i remember saying it to rob one time when we were at cronulla and saying that israel once he gets if he gets through and gets a you know gets a good roll on he's going to be very very hard to beat i mean we we knew about israel for a long time um i did anyways you know like being from this part of the world and i follow kickboxing follow combat sports in general so Man, he he's there at an age now where, where your experience and your physicality 
they all come together, you know, in those early 30s. And some people, it lasts a little bit longer. Some people, you know, into their mid-30s. Some people, late 20s. It's a little bit different. But that kind of age, those 10 years between 28 and 38, depending on the individual, is that that combination and the culmination as well of, like, experience and physicality being at their peak. So... I think Israel's right there. I think Rob is too. I think there's a few of them. Um, Joseph says, I think Shevchenko is better than Nunes. What do you think? Well, they fought and Nunes has beat her twice, but I think Shevchenko is an amazing, amazing fighter. She's a little smaller too, though. Um, B. Johnson says, call me crazy, but I don't see beat anyone beating Volkanovsky for a long, long time. Could be. Could be. 100%. I'm a huge fan of Volkanovski. I hope that's the case. Um, having said that, there wasn't much in it with the Max fights, for example, you know, and people match up differently as well. So I don't know. I think Ortega has some real uh, ways of beating Alex. I don't know necessarily that he will. I don't think he will. I'm not picking Ortega. I'm picking Alex. But um, yeah, it's always, it's a fight, man. Joannes says, if Weidman does end up fighting again, he should take an unranked opponent and go out with a win. He has to, he has to stop fighting these high-ranked killers. Weidman is too tough for his own good, really. I'd like to make sure that he's just all right, man. That's that's my biggest thing there with, with Weidman. That was, that was a gruesome break. I haven't seen anything like that pretty much ever. Um, Joseph says, Pitbull would beat Volko, but that fight won't happen, unfortunately. I don't know if he'd beat. I don't know if that he'd beat Volkanovski. I don't know that he would, but I'd love to see that fight. I would really like to see that fight. That would be a really interesting fight to watch. Um. Hey Fab, how do I lose weight? I train heaps, but love eating wog food. What do I do? I understand this. I do understand this. I'm a big eater myself. I really enjoy. Um, my wife's a, an amazing cook, so I really enjoy having some some good food and one of the things that i found is um fasting will help you a lot like uh and i don't want to use the terms intermittent fasting and all these different fasts and whatnot but if you limit yourself to your delicious food once or twice a day and you fast the rest of the time and you keep doing your training i think you're going to find that losing the weight will be a lot easier because you just eating a lot less calories. I don't, I generally don't eat till about 2 p.m. And I train throughout the day. And then from two to whenever I just eat, like I don't eat like a maniac, but I eat, I don't, I don't negate myself of any type of food. Um, and I've lost a lot of weight by doing that. Um, so I think that that's one of the best things you can do, Beetlejuice. I, I like, yeah, like I said, I just drink heaps of water, heaps and heaps of water. Uh, I get up in the morning and again, I don't generally probably five days a week. I don't eat till 2, 3 p.m., 1 p.m., 2, 3 p.m. around there. And then I eat. Super Skunk says, Khabib has been ducking Chandler since the beginning of times. Ali Abdulaziz told his client not to ever take that fight. I don't know, man. That sounds like, that sounds like more like your opinion than a fact. Um, I don't think Khabib has ducked. Chandler, Jonathan, Gus, I think I think that would be a, a really interesting fight, though, and I I do think that Chandler gives Khabib a whole bunch of problems. 
Peter just says, did Israel take Vittori so he could avoid Rob as Israel is coming off a loss and wanted a somewhat easier fight? I don't think my I don't think Vittori is an easy fight though. I don't think Vittori is an easy fight. I think Vittori presents his own problems. Having said that, I think from my understanding, he had something to do with the dates. Um, that's my understanding of it. Not so much he wanted to avoid it. I think um, Rob would be back and just be out of quarantine. And I think they're going to fight in June or something, July. Um, Herb says, best martial art for a 30 to 40-year-old guy to start for fitness, self-defense, and overall well-being. The the correct answer to that one is the one you enjoy the most. That's the truth of the matter. Um, not everyone is going to enjoy every martial art. So that's it. And that and that's going to link all the way back to your adherence. How much are you going to adhere to the training schedule? How much are you going to get out of the fitness and all of it? You're not going to get a lot if you hate going and you're probably going to quit. Not everyone likes doing jujitsu and getting their face mushed and um, you know, knee ridden or whatever. Not everyone likes that, getting the gi across their face and all of that. Um, I love grappling, so grappling is an easy one for me. But now I've got a really bad knee. That I, I'm 41 years old. I've got a really bad knee. I can I can walk, but I, I have real real serious issues with it. So I don't really roll anymore. I roll with just like I roll today with it with a friend of mine, and um, I don't. But I don't. I, I'm very careful with how I roll, who I roll with because the knee's just been getting worse and worse and worse. So I play around with some stand-up stuff as well. And I think that when you're getting a little bit older, I think boxing is really, really good one. Um, it's relatively easy on your body, provided you're not sparring. But boxing you can do. I think boxing is a real, real, real good one to do as you start to get older. Um, it's great for self-defense if you punch someone fair in the face. Nothing says I love you quite like that. And um, from a self-defense, from a self-defense perspective, any martial art is good. But boxing's good, man. Like you got good footwork, teaches you to plant your feet, and teaches you to punch straight. If you can do that, you'll be you'll be sweet from a self-defense perspective. Um, of course, if you ask me, I'm going to say to you, uh, you know, ultimate only one stand-up sport. Muay Thai is great. Um, Olympic freestyle wrestling, folk style wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, any of them are good for self-defense perspective. But um, as you start to get older, man, you you know, the bending in the back that, that is created in jiu-jitsu from being in the guard and being upside down in all sorts of positions um, has a lot of people with herniated discs from that, and it's not good on your back as you start to get older. A lot of the older jiu-jitsu guys have that. I've got that. Um, so I'd probably say to you, whatever one you like the most, and the one that's easiest on your body. And that those two things will make sure that you adhere to, to go into training and that you enjoy it. And the third thing, and as important as anything else, is that you go to with a group of people that you enjoy training with. Because if you don't enjoy training, it's fucked. It's the worst. Um, let me see. Valentina, Ryan H says, Valentina is a more skilled fighter than Nunes, but Nunes is bigger and stronger. I, I agree to some extent, but the thing is, it's it's a very blanket statement because Nunes is is a highly, highly skilled person as well. There's no doubt that she's like, she hits like a truck, but she's very highly skilled as well. Ken Huna says, where does Uriah Hall go from here? Maybe a rematch with Brunson, maybe. Um, there's some interesting fights there for him, I think, yeah. Um, 
Holland, Kevin Holland would be an interesting fight. Um, there's a few fights there for Uriah. He, he's a very, very solid fighter. Sorry, guys. Super Skunk says, Fab, what are your thoughts on Lando Venata as a fighter? He's fighting two weeks at 145 for the first time against Grundy. Man, I don't know enough enough to be able to sit there. I've seen him fight, but I don't know enough to be able to give a accurate, good breakdown. I'm sorry, man. I haven't seen enough right, right now to be able to give a, a proper breakdown. Andrew says, hey, Fab, who would you like to see next personally for Usman? How would how would you think the Colby rematch would go? Love you guys. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. Um, what's next for Usman? Man, I don't know, man. I, I think I would always, this is just me, I've, I've always wanted to see him fight Wonderboy. I think that's a really intriguing matchup for me, me personally. Um, to me, it's not just about who would win and how would lose. I'd just like to see how the matchups play out from a kind of nerdy perspective, I suppose. Um, how do I think a rematch with Colby will go? I think, I think what the problem there is, is that Usman has a little bit tidier stand-up than Colby. Colby's kind of wild, and that lets him, he, he can rely on his wrestling and his grappling a lot of the times. But that is, that he can't do that against Usman. So Usman is very, can be very patient and start to chip away. At him, um, he's not. They're, it's they're, they're very closely ranked as grapplers, you know, as wrestlers. So it's it's a bit hard for Colby, I think, because Colby's a little bit wilder, and I think that Usman's a little bit more fundamentally sound. Um, that's what I think with that. Aiz says Izzy smokes Marvin in round three. Could be, could be. I think Israel beats him. I don't know how. Brad Galea, thank you, sir. Fab with another gem. Appreciate it, man. Take so much away from these. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your support, man. You don't know how, how much that helps and how much, you know, it helps when people support the channel. It, it's great, man. It's really, really cool, man. And I really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Metal Assassin says, I try the fasting that you don't eat at all for about 48 to 72 hours once a month. I feel so great once I'm done, mostly to refresh myself. Man, that, that sounds pretty awesome. I know that people do that kind of stuff. I do not see myself fasting for 48 hours, um, but I think it would be cool. I think it would be very, very, it'd have a lot of health benefits, man. I feel, I feel like a million bucks, you know, when I don't eat throughout the day and I just have something small. Now, uh, my wife and I, we actually had a burger, a healthy burger, reasonably healthy burger, you know, say at 2 p.m., and I had a little bit of like a chocolate brownie or whatever, and I'm I'm full, like I'm proper full, you know. Whereas usually, if I didn't fast by two o'clock, I would have already eaten two, three times, you know. And maybe nutritious, maybe not, but just the amount of calories, I just don't need them, you know. And then I don't have cravings for shitty food because I'm not really denying myself anything, you know. I I don't eat like I don't eat crap day in day out. But um, yeah, I don't have those cravings for for those types of foods and that. Zola says, "What's Bobby doing?" No idea, mate. No, no idea. Noah Berman, apology if you've already answered this, but why do we see guys like Jimmy Crew trying to fight through what looks like serious nerve damage? 
I don't know how serious that, that, that the damage is. You know what I mean? I know that when you get kicked there, I got kicked there probably two weeks ago, just on that peroneal nerve near the popliteal muscle. And, and, um, it wasn't hard, man. It was not hard. It didn't get kicked hard. I just got hit right on that button. And it feels like, like on the funny bone. That's what it felt like to me in that, like, it really like, whoa. And it wasn't hard. The dude didn't kick me hard. Didn't mean to kick me hard. We weren't sparring hard. We we're just moving around. Um, and that hurts, man. If he had kicked me any harder, that dude, I would have had the same thing that Jimmy had. Why do they want to keep fighting? I think that, one, it doesn't really hurt, man. Like, it, 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 that thing has, like, a burning pain initially, but then there's no pain. You just can't get – I've never had this, but you can see it. When the foot flops down like that, one of my friends has that, actually. One of my friends has that. He's a real, real good surfer. He broke his leg before, and he still gets a bit of nerve damage. But when the foot flops, it doesn't hurt. He, so Jimmy wouldn't have been in pain per se necessarily, I'm, I'm guessing, as far as the foot were concerned. He just can't put the foot down. So everything in him with the adrenaline pumping, and he's another guy that's a born fighter, he wants to fight. He wants to continue. So it's not, it's not really that surprising, you know? Like these guys, you train for this moment for 8 to 10 to 12 weeks and also for your whole life, and this is your opportunity. You're fighting a high-ranked fighter your chance to change your life, you know, almost. And, you know, you're not, you don't feel injured. Do you know what I mean? You feel like you can continue, but you can't. Fab, do you swim for exercise? Um, I used to when I was younger and I was training more, but now I don't, but I paddle. I paddle a lot when I surf. If, if you have the opportunity to try surfing, dude, um, the paddling will absolutely kill you. It is ridiculously hard you know um it is ridiculously ridiculously hard and so um and it's more fun than just swimming in a pool back and forward so like, you go out with a couple of friends or even by yourself but you paddling and then you catch a wave and then the wave takes you back in or, or you just get smashed then you 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 paddle some more and you get smashed again and the wave takes you back and then you catch a wave and you fall off and all of that is crazy exercise and it's non-weight bearing really on my knees um except for when i st do stand up as actually recently i've been standing up on the board but it's it's not really like taxing like that per se on your body so um i don't swim but i paddle i paddle a lot surfing i go maybe three four five times a week um joseph arida says do you have my uh, meow knees no i don't i have my my um tibia and my and my and my femur for normal people it's like that right say i'm giving an example it's like this for me it was like this my whole life my dad has it too but as a young person you don't have the muscular imbalances you don't have the other injuries and that so it just got progressively worse through my after i was about 17 or whatever but i was still like able to run and jump and do everything um, but it always hurt, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. They're meant to do uh, a knee replacement now. They're going to have to, and now I think that's when they'll realign it. But um, they wanted to a few years ago was break it, like break the tibia, and then like they realign it and put it back together. And I was, and they go, yeah, no, the the fucking um, 
the rate of it getting better is very high. And I'm like, yeah, nah, fuck off. That's not, you're not going to break my tibia and put it back together. Yeah, Jimmy's leg was bad, Beetlejuice. John says, personally, I think Uriah Hall should rematch Gastelum or fight the winner of Shabazi and Hermanson. There you go. That's, I agree, sir. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, Nicholas says, quick question for betting. Do you agree with the odds that McGregor and Dustin both at minus 110 or should someone be favored? Um, it fucking be hard to be favored, man. I don't know exactly how betting works and that. I'm not an expert on it, on it, but it's be hard to split a favorite there, man, because how, like both these guys showed that they could stop each other early in the fight. Um, without much being said, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it isn't, um, it isn't, like, I don't know, I don't know who to favor. Prior to this, I would have favored McGregor, but after that last performance, I, I can't. So I don't know. Ryan H., what do you think about, A, says, I believe you're saying Gastelum versus Till? Ryan H says, what do you think about the new Ultimate Fighter with Vulcan Craig Jones? Will you be involved in any way? I'll not be involved in any way whatsoever. None. Zero. They're in Vegas. I'm in here. I'm not part of um, Alex Volkanovsky's team. I just helped out for about six to eight weeks because um, he couldn't get his team across. And he, his coach, Joe Lopez, messaged me and said, hey, man, can you can you help out for eight weeks? For six to eight weeks or something, and and I did, and that that was it, and not not like a good relationship, not a bad relationship. I mean, we have a good relationship, but it's not like like I'm not part of the team, so to speak. Um, Super Skunk says, "Is it fair to say that Michael Chandler possesses the strength, the technique, and the explosivity not only to defend Khabib's takedowns for five rounds, but also to knock him out?" Uh, look, the thing is, there's probably a whole bunch of people that possess that. Is is does that mean that he would be able to do it? I don't know. Um, I do agree with you though that that Chandler is one of the guys that can give Khabib a lot of trouble. I think. Having said that though, Khabib might go out there and make it look easy. I don't know, but I think like Chandler is definitely one of those guys that can that can give fits to Khabib. Uh, Metal Assassin says those odds seem kind of fair to me. To be honest, yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. I agree with you. Um, John says, although Valentina and Rose are friends and former training partners, how competitive do you think a dream fight between them be? Valentina dominated Joanna and Andrade, two girls that fought Rose. Rose is very good. But I think Valentina is a little bigger, a little bit better striker, a little bit just across the border. That's, what, that's how I feel. Uh, Sitting Bull says, I feel like Colby will have cleaned up his striking a lot in his time off. Maybe, maybe. I can't speculate until I see it. You know, I can only say what, what I see. He may well have cleaned it up. You know what I mean? Um, he may well have added different wrinkles to his game. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, who is your favorite fighter to watch in MMA? Ooh, both current and all time. I always loved watching Fedor. I loved watching Fadul fight. Um, there's so many, man. DJ, like Demetrius Johnson, I think is another guy. 
I like watching Bibiano Fernandez. I like watching him fight a lot. I like watching, um, I've always liked watching Romero fight. I like watching, um, oh man, there's so many. I like watching Gokonsaki, and he's an MMA fighter. I think he's a, he, I love watching that guy fight, whether it's MMA, whatever. I, I love watching him fight. Uh, kickboxing, of course, I love watching him fight. Um, Badahari, I like watching him fight. These are kickboxers now I'm talking about. Um, GSP, I loved watching him fight. Um, John Fitch, I like watching him fight. I like watching Ben Askren, and I love watching Khabib fight. I like watching those guys fight. I like the, I like watching those guys that, that grapple. Masvidal, I've always liked watching Masvidal. Um, those guys are put on a grappling clinic. People don't understand what that means, you know. Like technically, you've shut someone down. Like you've imposed yourself with that on that person for three, four, five rounds, you know. Um, not easy to do, you know, not easy to do. Even when people talk about he didn't damage him, I think that's even fucking harder to do, to hold someone down for five rounds and you're not even damaging him. Man, your grappling has to be so good. Um, Andrew says, thanks, Fab. I'd love to see the Wonder Boy matchup as well. Thanks for the breakdown. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, Joseph Arida says, I think Valentina would steamroll Rose but it would be a fun fight. Yeah, I don't know if she'd steamroller, but it would be a great fight. I'd, I'd definitely favor Valentina. John James says, you're welcome for my support. Can I say, say, not just John James, but I want to say to everyone, man, thank you so much for supporting the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for the donations. They mean so much. They keep the channel going. They, you know, it, there are expenses to this, you know, um, and it helps a lot. It really does, you know. Um, so I really, really appreciate all that the support, everything, it, it's its amazing. It makes me want to do it, honestly. Like, I love hanging out and talking shit with you guys and, and you know, chatting about the fights and about MMA and about anything and everything. So, man, you know, you guys don't understand how much uh, it means to me. So, so Youngin says, who do you think is a harder fight for Usman, Wonderboy or Colby? I don't know if harder is the word. I think my opinion here, I'm not saying it's harder. I think that Wonder Boy has more X factors, you know, like Wonder Boy's stand up can really create a few problems for Usman. I don't know if Wonder Boy has lost a step. I, I tend to think he's lost a little bit of a step, in my opinion. I think he's lost a little bit of a step. Um, I see Colby can beat Usman, of course he can, but I see Colby as a, as a diff, not, is not that different of a puzzle. Like, He's a he's an amazing wrestler grappler with very dangerous striking. You know he's wild. He, he comes at it from different angles, gives you different looks. But it's not Usman is that himself, but he's more methodical and reserved and and calm with his approach to his striking. But he's that he understands that style you know really well. Whereas with Wonder Boy, it's a difficult style. It's a difficult guy to get a read on. You know you're not going to get another wonder boy you can train with it's not that that simple doesn't mean that usman doesn't go out there and knock him out by the way it's 6 a.m in the uk glad to stay up late for this brilliant insight from evans my brother you stayed up late to listen to me please man thank you so much thank you mate i'm touched honestly thank you so much john says thoughts on connor critiquing usman striking via twitter he claims that Usman is stealing his striking technique. I could see Connor challenging for Usman's title 
if he loses the Dustin rematch? No thoughts on it. I have no idea what he's talking about, to be honest with you. I had no idea that he's that was he criticizing or critiquing. Um I I don't I, I don't know. I mean Connor can say what he wants to say. He's he knows how to drum up business and knows how to drum up the fight. I'm not talking about Connor here in particular, but I think people fighters man will say they can believe something. It doesn't make it true. Like people repeat what fighters say. They go, so-and-so changed camps and said that he's in he's the happiest he's ever been. He's the he hits the hardest he's ever hit. Um, and he's gonna fight the hardest he's ever fought. And it's like, and he did, and that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean um that doesn't mean anything. Sometimes you're at a stage in your life where, yeah, you you, you you're 33, 34 years old. You're not going to act like you did when you were 25. You know, maybe if you had done that when you were 25, you would have won. You would have won numerous belts by then. So, what they say and what it is, man, I don't really get into it. I I don't know. Hanoi Tripler says, "Do you think Masvidal's smooth post-fight speech was a pre-written loser's speech?" No idea. Might have been. Doesn't mean anything if it was or if it wasn't. I think Masvidal fought amazingly well in that fight. I think he followed a really good game plan against a really, really, really tough and gritty opponent in Usman, but it didn't work out for him, you know? Um, Super Skunk says, how long has Khabib been ducking that fight with Chandler now? Over a decade. Ali, we've been through this, Super Skunk. Um, And no, I don't think he's been ducking it. Nemo says, John, if he loses to Dustin again, I feel like he would have Less chance of fighting Usman, but he's Connor, so maybe. I tend to agree with Nemo. Like, I think Connor needs a win. Like, like he needs a couple, of win, at least a good win against Dustin. Then he can challenge for whatever. But yeah, I think that whilst Connor sells a lot, he still does. I don't think he has exactly the same kind of pool as before. Like, it's not. He may get it again, like with a big win. He may get it again. Um, Jay-Z says, do you think Chris Weidman will ever return? I don't know. I don't I don't want to see him fight. Like, because I'm a huge fan of his. He's probably my favorite fighter. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him fight anymore. Um Connor Webb says, Jimmy got hit with a massive leg kick that got wobbled before that one that hit the nerve. Jimmy and Anthony talked with a couple of beers after about it. Okay. John says, at Nemo. Sorry, I, I missed a few people. Sorry, man. I just accidentally went forward. Um, John says, could be the case. Who knows? I just think Connor's star power would grant him the opportunity of possibly becoming a triple champion, although it is very unlikely against Usman. The problem with that, though, is like, great, great, you're a champion like that, like you can think, but he, he, even if he lost, he'd be, a, it's like challenging Usman, skipping the whole thing. You can, anyone can beat anyone on any given day. I think Usman is a bit too big as well for Connor, you know, like, I don't think, um, I think Connor loses even more mechanical advantages at um, welterweight. John James says, that's where the Sharks live. Fuck that. What are you talking about, John James? Where? 
Um, Ryan H says, what was the initial injury to your knee? I didn't really have a, a knee injury. I was just, my, my dad has the same thing. My dad has the same thing. It's just like, uh, you know, some people born with a big nose. I was born with that, but my nose is in perfect proportions. Um, Hanoi Tripper says, DC said, if he wasn't working, he would have badly assaulted Paul. Do you think he's exaggerating? As you can get an assault charge for even minor offenses. I think DC is just drumming it up and Jake Paul is the is a person to do it with, you know what I mean? Um, honestly, if DC can't control himself to that extent, it's pretty fucking scary because that's a dangerous, dangerous individual, you know? Like, that's a very scary, scary man. So, I mean, if he's going to get that, I don't, I don't believe it. Like, I think that it's all for show because I think if DC was to get that worked up over some shit like that, you can't have, he, he should be in a mental asylum. You can't have someone that dangerous to be on a hair trigger with his temper. So I don't believe that. DC is is a gentleman and he's not he's not an idiot. You know, he's not he's not I think he just does that for for the you know he took an opportunity to get people talking about him and and that's smart and good on him. And I'm sure Jake Paul they're all playing straight into that. You know, so I don't again all of that shit that you see, man, it's all bullshit. But don't don't read into that stuff too much. John says, unsure if you answered this question. Do you think Rose's win over Zhang cements her as a strawweight goat? She's beaten Joanna twice, got her eventually against Andrade, and she just smoked Zhang. Um, possibly. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of history or depth in that division. So possibly. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got my hugely on that. Hanoi Tripper says, did you charge a weekly fee to help Volko or hourly? Um, Volko and I worked that out. <laughs> so we, it, wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount of money that changed hands. Um, Two Joint says, Connolly's performance let all of Canada down. I don't know, man. Uh, Shay Seed says, hello, kind sir. Hello, sir. How are you? Super skunk. Okay. Usman was John Baptist. Okay, I'm... Um, Ae says, thoughts on Tuivasa versus Hardy. I can't go against Tuivasa. I'm a huge fan of Tuivasa. I know him personally. I like Tuivasa. I'm not a huge fan of Hardy. Um, and I do think that Tuivasa is it's more than likely going to be a stand-up fight. And I think Tuivasa beats him. Super skunk. Coach, do you think UFC fighters should be called out when they test positive for PDs? Or do you think that's part of the sport and we should not care about them cheating? I think you should be banned. Like, if you get done with with gear, you should be done for five years. You know what I mean? Like, and a massive fine, you know? And if you fought someone and you got done, they should get all your money. Um, um, That's brutal. To, to fight with, um, to fight someone that's on PEDs is no joke, man. And, yeah, I've seen that. And it's a massive advantage. And you're talking about at the top end too. You're not talking about one guy's on steroids and he's not that good versus another guy's a killer. Nah. At the top end, it's it's no joke. John says, Fedor is a great choice for favorite fighter to watch. Hope he fights again soon in Bellator. I hope Overeem joins the Bellator roster and challenge Fedor. That's a legendary heavyweight fight. 
It is, but again, Fedor's another guy that I don't like seeing fight anymore. You know, I was a huge fan, and I'm not really interested in seeing that anymore. Um, okay. Sorry, I was going to skip a few. Ethan says, do I think Hamzat is legit? Yes, I think he's very legit. There's a guy that he beat named, I think it's Imran. I want to believe his name's Imran. And that guy is European, Russian, and world Sambo champion. And that's a guy that he knocked out with that uppercut. Um, that's from memory. I think his name's Imran. And that guy will go into UFC middleweight division, and he will beat the fuck out of some people in there soon. Um, and Hamza did well. Hamza couldn't take him down. You know, he took him down, and then they he got up, and this was from memory. And then the guy tried to throw him, um, kind of got him with a wizard, didn't hold Hamza down. He got up. They traded, and Hamza hit him with that with that um, with that uppercut and knocked him out. So he's got wrecking balls for hands, and his grappling's absolutely, absolutely legit. I think he's also won the Swedish Nationals a bunch of times. I think he won Russian juniors, so under-20s. Russian juniors, if you're under-20 Russians, junior champ, you'll probably make a lot of the teams, any just about any team in the world, any senior team in the world. That's maybe not a top team. You might not make the US team. You might not make the Turkish team or you know a few others like that, but you'll make just about any other team in the world. And then he won the Swedish Nationals a bunch of times as well. Um, so his wrestling, his grappling overall, his grappling is no, no joke whatsoever. Um, having a guy that level of wrestler that would have grown up wrestling in um, Chechnya, there's no joke. It's no joke. You know, and they have cultural wrestling over there too, which I'm sure you would have participated in. So those types of guys, their, their skill level is huge. So his grappling's legit. He's got superpower in his hands. And, um, yeah, he's very, very legit. Do you favor Tony Ferguson or Benil Dariush? I don't know. I don't know. Benil is a guy that, to me, he's always almost put it all together and then just misses out, just misses out by something, you know? Um so yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't give you a definitive one. And Tony Ferguson, man, he's he's probably he would have probably been the undisputed champion at a if things had been lined up a little bit different, you know what I mean? I think he would have held that belt at least for for at least for a while. He would have held that belt, whether it's for five minutes or an hour or two years, one year, whatever, he would have held that belt. I think had things have been played out just a little bit different. Beetlejuice says, thank you for being so appreciative. Thank you, Beetlejuice. Um, Brutus says, what's up, Fab? Just checking in. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Amir Muhammad says, Wonder, Wonder Man is 38. Yes, he is. Jay-Z says, I heard Hamzat is fighting Nick Diaz. I haven't heard that. Now, that's, that's a rough fight. That is a rough fight because the way I see that fight is Diaz has been out for a long time. But he's one of those guys that's had heaps of fights, dude. Heaps of fights against anyone, you know what I mean? Anyone and everyone. And when you watch that Anderson Silva fight at the time, um, it really put into perspective how good Nick Diaz is. Um, his stand-up is very, very, very good. 
and his grappling, of course, is very, very good. That would be a crazy fight and an interesting one because I want to say it's a step up for Hamza, but I haven't seen Diaz fight for a long time, so I don't know what you know what he's going to be like coming back. But um, that's a crazy fight. Two joints says that Darius would hammer Ferguson. Well, let's see it. I think Colby's got his own camp, Kenahuna. Um, Beetlejuice says, how's anxiety levels been? You seem a lot more relaxed and unbothered in a good way. Um, thank you, mate. Thank you. And it's funny because um, people can see that sometimes, you know, especially if we watch a podcast. Like if I watch the podcast back, I, I realize like which points in my life, you know, some, you know, you, it's, it's a great diary for your life. You know, you, you can go back and you you start you oh okay that's how I was at that point in my life and da 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 um so the anxiety levels they come and they go man I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie they come and they go uh, I get real bad anxiety sometimes still um depending on on you know certain factors in my life and whatnot but um But no, overall, I'm a lot better than than I've been, you know, for a long time. And uh, a lot of that's just had to do with certain changes I've made in my life and lifestyle changes and, you know, prioritizing different things and a whole bunch of stuff. But there's still plenty to have anxiety and stress about, you know. It's just my relationship to that stress, my relationship to that anxiety. I was just talking with a friend of mine today about like um, – you know, when things happen in your life and like people do wrong by you or whatnot and how much that can play on different personality types, right? How much that can play on your life and how much you can just keep replaying shit in your head. And I was just saying to a man, like, I understand, you know, but there's a thing that we have to do in, in controlling that. It's not ignoring it because you can't ignore it, but it's just allowing for the fact of an understanding that whatever the, those feelings, whatever those feelings are, and it doesn't have to be about people. It could be about a situation. It could be about something that's making you nervous, whatever. Whatever that is, you've got to allow yourself to have those feelings. Be kind to yourself and say, you know, I'm allowed to have these feelings. Even like you might not like someone in, rather than say, oh, I shouldn't hate them and it's okay. Like understand, like sometimes people are fuckwits and you're allowed to not like them. But um, give yourself a start and an end for those thoughts, you know. So one of, for me, one of the things that works is to go, all right, for 20 minutes, I'm either going to have feel as bad as I want to feel about it. I want to hate on the person as much as I want to hate on him. And I say it out loud, whatever I'm feeling, you know, like if I've had an argument with someone, even it could be like I have maybe I have a disagreement with my wife and I'll go for a drive. I'll say out loud what I think and I'll give, my, give myself 20 minutes to wallow in self-pity or whatever. And long before the five minute, the the twenty minutes is up, maybe three or four minutes down, when you hear what you're saying and you're not really stuck in your brain and you're not stuck in your own bullshit, listening to your own bullshit, you hear what you're saying and you separate yourself from those feelings. And a lot of the times, it gives you just a different perspective. So it's my relationship to my anxiety, it's my relationship to my stress that um that has changed. So thank you, Beetle, just for noticing. I know you were going through some of that stuff too. I hope, you know, how's that going for you? Um, Super Skunk says, Hamza could seriously hurt Nick Diaz, and I'm not even joking. I do not like that fight for either of them. He might hurt Nick Diaz. He might not. Nick Diaz, 
is a very, very good, durable fighter. Ben Bob, we all know Connor invented boxing. Yes, he did. Jeffrey Veda says, don't speak about George. That dude's no longer with us, man. Um, I think George is a great, great fighter. Um, so, so the OG, man, that question's been asked and answered a million times. So if somebody wants to answer Sosa, please answer him. Jeffrey, it, yeah, just understand, I'm just, you know, it gets a bit boring. Uh, Jeffrey Veda says, rest in peace, George. Okay, John John Dynan says, is it safe to say that Trevor Whitman is a front runner for MMA Coach of the Year? Usman and Rose this past Saturday, although he doesn't coach a ton of fighters, the few he trains are great. Could be, could be. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic coach. Um, Jay the Boss says, McGregor is a trash talker. He's not serious. He's a clown. Could be. Ben Bob says, I'd say Whitman is coach of the year so far, in my opinion. Possibly. Um, hey, brother, do you think Masvidal should retire? He's had so many battles. Sorry if this question has been asked. Just joined in. Hey, man, thank you where it all began. I really appreciate you being on here. Thank you for liking and subscribing. I hope you have. And hit the notification bell, guys. I really appreciate all your support and whatnot. Do I think he should retire? I don't know that he should retire. Um, I think he's had a lot of fights. I think he's done really well. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time, George Masvidal. Had the pleasure to meet him and see him in real life, and he's fantastic. To be honest with you, if I'm going to talk about George, I think that I don't think that he should retire. I think he's got plenty of fights left in him. I think he did hit his stride a couple of years ago, and he was looking fantastic. And I think that he also managed to really promote himself well and get paid. So I'm really happy for him with that. I think that as a young man, he he partied a lot, and I think he, and I'm sure he would have turned up to the gym and still trained his ass off because that's just how he is. But I do think that there was probably a few years there where he didn't get to perform at his very, very best, you know, and I'm sure he had his reasons for doing what he did. I'm not judging him on it. I'm just saying that it's one of those things like, um, I think he could have been one of the best ever, you know, honestly. And he's, he actually is one of the best ever as it is. John says, I think he'd get it if Usman successfully defends a belt once more this year or Gaethje gets a big win in his next fight. Possibly. And they're talking about Trevor Whitman being coach of the year here. Um, sorry, guys, I'm going to skip a few. Um, I'm going to skip a few just because I was, you know, we're just going to get real far behind. Um, 2021 is a terrible year for MMA superstars. Conor and George were finished. Adesanya lost emphatically in the super fight. Kevin Holland was dominated twice within three weeks, and Hamza is ill. Yeah, I don't know if Kevin Holland is a superstar in the game, but yeah. Um, Vayahu says, Hardy's a better athlete, but two of us are a better fighter. Dude, man, Ty is a fucking weapon of, a, of an athlete. I'm telling you right now, as an athlete, I'd say they're pretty much up there. Like, Ty was um, could have played first grade rugby league. You know, he I don't he was right there. He was signed to play first grade rugby league. That's no no joke either. You know, um, had he grown up in the US and he played gridiron, I don't know how far he would have gone. He's a fucking amazing athlete. I'm telling you now. Um, I, I don't know who's. I think I think that's going to be a pretty crazy fight. I think they're very similar. But I think Ty's probably a, a bit of a better fighter. But having said that, Hardy hits real hard as well. 
Christian says, are you a fan of Rose's stand-up skills? Her movement reminds me of Sugar Ray Leonard or Robinson. Yeah, I am a fan of Rose Namahuna's stand-up. I think she's fantastic. Really good. I'm just going to skip a few guys here. Shammy Wall says, do I think Nick versus Hamzat is a fair matchup for Nick? In fairness, Hamzat is relatively new to the UFC. He hasn't had that come out um, performance and he was pretty ill with COVID as well. So I think I think it's a good fight, actually, to be honest. Um, I can't even, Super Skunk says, I can't even imagine the pain that Weidman felt when he tried to step his leg, step on his leg after it got broken. It looked like a freaking cartoon. Man, a break like that is so, so brutal. Like, I can't, I can't even, man. Think how much it hurts if you clash shins with someone. David Rodriguez says, I don't know if someone asked already, but how do you feel about the Nick Diaz comeback? Great. I'm a huge fan of the Diaz brothers. Huge. Um, ben Bob says, fighting someone while on PDs should make any damage seen as assault, in my opinion. Bisping lost an eye to TRTV tour, although it wasn't technically illegal at the time. Yeah, see, that's what I mean as well. Like, the UFC talks about pride and the guys on steroids and that, but at, at, in the UFC, you're allowed to take TRT, you know? So that's like, come on, guys. So, you know, that's kind of kind of what I mean. And I don't want to get into politics when people ask, somebody asked about the Rose Namahuna's comments on... Um, Whaley Zhang's nationality, and I'm like, uh, uh, like, yeah. Um, Lex Han says Zabit versus Max Holloway, perfect. Yeah, but the problem is, man, I think after those three rounds, if if um, well, it depends if it's a three rounder or a five rounder. But if it's a five rounder, after two and a half, three rounds, I think Holloway beats the shit out of him. To be honest with you, um. Even if it's a three-rounder, I think Holloway will run away with it at the end. Whereas I think Zab Zabit has some pretty crazy things he can do in those first seven minutes. John Danan says, what is next for Smith? I'm down to see Smith rematch Santos, the Reyes, Jiri loser, or possibly the dream fight against Luke Rockhold. I don't know if Luke Rockhold's going to stay at light heavyweight. Is, is he staying or is he fighting at middleweight now? I don't know. Um... I don't know with Smith. I think that's a legitimate win, 100% a legitimate win. So what's next for him? I don't know. Christian Lorenz says, Hamzat has a 23-0 freestyle record. I think that 23-0 freestyle record, if you're talking about Olympic freestyle wrestling, I think might be like just in Sweden because in Russia, he would have had hundreds of, match hundreds of matches, not 23 of them. You um, see 261 pay-per-views, 700,000 fake. I have no idea. I'm going to believe him if they put it out there. Um, ben Bob says, "Tu foto de perfil, my profile photo." He's laughing at it. I don't know which. I don't know what my profile photo is. Brutus, hey Fab, are the Grange hoodie good quality? Is the logo heat pressed? Going to buy one, like Grange TV ones. I, yeah, I, I'd imagine they would be, man. I, I'd imagine they would be good quality. I can't imagine them not being good quality, you know what I mean? I've got the T-shirts, I've got the hoodies. Um, yeah, man, they're good quality. Yeah, for sure. 
Buy one, man. And when you do, buy one and tag me on Instagram, please, if you could. That I'd love to see it. Thank you, Brutus. Um, they would be, man. Get them, get them, give them to your kids, man. Sorry, I misunderstood the question. So, yeah, man, please get the Grange TV hoodie. Um, any merch that you guys buy, please take a photograph, tag me in on it, please. John says, Ferguson Darish is potentially a fantastic matchup. It all depends on which Ferguson shows up. Darish is a skilled fighter, but has lately found himself in sluggish slobber knockers. I can't wait. Um, they're both good fighters, man. I just don't know. You know, I, like I said, I feel that they're both guys that have always, they have the skill and they've always just gotten there, but they don't quite make it. Um, Jay the boss says, Hamza has wins against a bunch of bum taxi drivers. I wouldn't call those guys bum taxi drivers, but like I said, he has a very interesting win against a guy who I believe his name is Imran, who won the world European and uh, and Russian Sambo titles, combat Sambo titles. And in that particular fight, and I've said this already, uh, Hamza couldn't take him down. The guy tried to throw him, I believe this is off memory, got caught like in kind of in a wizard battle there. And then Hamzat ended up knocking him out with an uppercut. And that guy is very, very legit. He will come into the UFC middleweight division and do some damage, you know. I'm not saying he's going to beat the top, top guys, but he'll definitely do well, you know. So I think the UFC will end up signing him. So, no, not everyone that he fought isn't good, you know. Um, my wife laid a dude's head balled at work. I don't know what that means. Hanoi Tripper, should Jake Paul troll DC and Dana at the next event? By rocking up with Bones, paying him a fee for the night, so DC won't up on Paul again. I think DC running up on Paul is the best thing that could have happened to Paul that night and for DC. So good for them. Zneb says lasered. So she lasered a dude's head bald. Wow. <laughs> um, Kenahuna says, what's it going to be like when Volk goes on tough, especially with Craig Jones as a BJJ coach? I don't know what it'll be like, but I imagine a lot of people are going to get submitted in that fucking house. Um, could peak Mark Hunt have ever become UFC champion? I mean, Mark Hunt at his best could beat anyone on any given day. So it just comes down to that. Christian Lorenz says, Volk should teach Ortega some rugby. It could. Super Skunk says, Benil Darius might be one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC right now. Could be. How tall is Rob? 6'6", six, 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 something like that. Lex Hon, like I'm 5'11", and he's like a little bit taller than me. Um, Hanoi Tripper says, I saw something online about anxiety and repetitive negative thoughts, about acknowledging how you feel at the time and the reason for them, and letting letting them pass through, it lessens the effect and emotion. Yeah, it does. There's a thing as well, like there's like a thing called like uh, toxic positivity as well. Like, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Hanoi Tripper, um, but people will tell you like, it's like if you ever fall in the ocean, dude. If you ever fall in the fucking ocean, you get caught in a rip, and you're not a good swimmer. And people say to you, "Don't panic." It doesn't help. You're gonna fucking panic. You're just hundred percent gonna panic. So it's akin to that. So what you have to do to not panic when you fall in there is do water safety, you know, go in the water, learn to swim, understand what a rip is, understand if you get caught in a rip, where it's going to take you, what to do. Um, understand that a lot of the times just let it take you out and then you're going to be able to come in with the breakers. 
we're coming in with the sets of waves, you know, when, when it's breaking. And it's the same with this, like somebody just saying like a blanket statement is in like, just let them pass through or don't think about it. Isn't going to help you. Like you need to really get through and understand how to go through those things. And that, that that's the big one. Sway says nice words. I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to, but I'm going to say thank you. Oh, okay. I think they're talking about the anxiety. Brutus says, damn, I can relate with the anxiety. Suffer with some depression too. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That that stuff's like full on, man. Full, full on. And I think now we're separating ourselves more and more from our nuclear family. Um, we live in a in a very, very like consumer-driven, materialistic world. So our, our values are all like thrown up. And I'm not I'm not telling you what your values should be or what you should buy or not buy or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about balancing out that out with your values is very important. Um, Volkanovsky versus Ghani. Volkanovsky all day. Um, Angwell says, sparring relieves my anxiety. The problem with that kind of stuff is that it doesn't actually. Like, that stuff, like, yeah, you might release uh, different chemicals into your blood that make you feel better, and it's a good release at the moment, but it's more of a distraction, really, than, than anything else. Um, John says, there's definitely a few big fights left for George. He should seriously consider facing Colby, Leon, Nick Diaz, or rematch with Nate, with Nate Diaz. Yeah, I think George has, George has got a lot of good fights left in him. Um, I've got a question for you, says Damien. So since it looks like Glover and Jan B are going to fight, how do you think Glover's chin will match Jan's power? Glover took a lot of damage for a 40-year-old in his last fights. I, I think that Jakare gave Jan a really good match, you know, at light heavyweight. And I think that whilst Glover isn't as good and a dynamic a grappler as Jakare, he's a very, very good grappler in his own right. I was there in Brazil when he won the ADCC trials in Brazil, which is no fucking joke. Um, he's got a great little wrestle game that he does where he shoots a single. He's got good tidy boxing where he shoots a single and runs a pipe on that single leg. He's just like a little snatch single that he does, and he runs a pipe on it. And then from there, he's very heavy on top. And he uses the half guard to hold you down and to cook you a little bit, creating a lot of shoulder pressure. Then he passes from half guard. And that, that top game that he has is very, very good. Creates a lot of pressure. Um, he's bigger. He's, he's a big, big man. I've, I've seen him in real life too. Um, that's such an interesting fight. I just think it's such an interesting, interesting fight. Can he get Jan down? Possibly. I think he can get Jan down, and I think he can give Jan some headaches there on the ground. Um, I think Jan has awkward distance and awkward striking, as you saw against Israel. Um, but I think Love is going to be chasing that single leg. So that's how his chin will match the power. Not good. <laughs> if you get hit flush by Jan, you're going down, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, Hanoi says, do you think the threat of the takedown has really skewed things for the wrestlers nowadays more than any time previously? No. No, I mean, like, I think that wrestlers have gotten even better at, at putting their game together and putting their striking and their jiu-jitsu together with for fighting, you know, and playing the game, you know, so... No, I think that people are just getting better at using all the different elements of MMA um, to their advantage. So I think it's more that than than um, the threat of the takedown per se. 
where it all began says great response already subbed with that bill my bro big ups to you and to you sir i really really appreciate it man thank you andrew says i really appreciate your words on mental health and anxiety fab thank you sir i really really appreciate it something that i i hold very dear to my heart um i'm doing a, a master's degree at the moment at sydney uni and um i'm a terrible student <laughs> I'm not a good student. I fucking struggle with um with doing the degree and it just adds ironically to lot all of it's on mental health and um it just adds more stress to me because it's not really run the best and I'm not a best student I'm not a great student. But um yeah man, it's a thing I think that a lot of people feel that they're the only ones and I tell you right now everybody has that. Everybody has it. Um how you, how their relationship with it is different. But um, everybody has mental health issues, you know. It's just a question of how they handle it more than anything. And it, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that they're handling it well. Um, Hanoi says, Ty could have played pro NRL, but the Roosters' Bondi didn't suit him. Yeah, and honestly, I think rugby league probably didn't suit him the best. I've worked with a lot of young guys that don't really like the NRL culture, you know. They don't like the way that the the you know, the way that it is. So anyone that probably is from Australia and that and understands what I'm saying probably gets it. Um, Ross Riley says, do you think Rob beats Adesanya easily if he doesn't overextend? I, I don't, like, I don't think that Rob fought bad in that first fight. I think he got caught of Adesanya. There was not a lot in that fight. Um, I think that that fight is always 50-50. I think that Adesanya has a lot of tools that he can exploit but i think that rob does too and i think um rob's a very very heavy hitter i think he's very dynamic i think he's got unreal grappling unreal ground game very good wrestling and um we didn't get to see it in that fight you know these guys went out they're gunslingers and israel caught rob in the first round and then if you watch the fight and you don't just listen to the empty rhetoric that's going around they both threw a left hook with nothing in it between them and Adesanya caught Rob a split second before Rob caught him um and there was nothing in it man and that's the fight game and props to Adesanya man that's he he won you know there's nothing you can say and and you can talk about this you can talk about that but I I'm not one to to like you know people go oh you know um so and so whoever was going through this and so on. So I don't, you don't know what the other guy was going through just because he won doesn't mean he wasn't going through it. So man, props to, to Adesanya and anytime they fight, it's going to be 50, 50. They're both big guys, great strikers that hit hard. I think Rob has very, very good grappling, very, very good striking. I think Rob's probably the, not probably, I think Rob's a better grappler between the two of them, but Adesanya is very smart with how he employs his, uh, grappling defense you know he's very very clever with the way he does that and a lot of people don't understand how he does it that's why Jan had to threaten the 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 takedowns but he wasn't able to actually really get the takedowns until much later in the fight after he'd um engaged with Adesanya in the stand-up the thing that Rob's got going for him is that he's already fought Israel once Israel knows that Rob will engage him with the stand-up and so that might change the way things play out and might be able to open up the possibilities of Rob being able to get more takedowns earlier in the fight. 
maybe, maybe that, maybe not. Maybe Rob feels more comfortable doing something completely different I don't, or, or doing the same. I don't fucking know. Um, John says, typically I bet against Yarn and Glover. I genuinely don't know who to choose in their title fight. I'm going to go with, with Glover, man. SSJ says, what's up, Fab? Getting me through another overnighter. Thank you, sir. CSS Voden says, what's up? What's up, mate? Um, sorry, Anthony. Come on, man. Um, OSHA Rep says, what's going to happen with Zab Zabit since he's knocked out of the rankings? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I think he can beat anyone as well at that in that weight division. The problem that I see with him is after the seven, eight to nine minute mark, he, he really goes down, you know? Um, if you could take a specific performance enhancing drug, knowing that you won't get caught, which substance would it be? I'd probably take some sort of testosterone um, enhancement just because probably some sort of GH as well, something that's going to be good for my recovery, good for my bones, good for my muscles. Um, something like that. Don't have to take a lot, by the way. Um, ben Bob says, love Weidman. Watching his pre-fight interview talking about a road to a title shot and seeing his injury is really heartbreaking stuff. I didn't see it. I haven't watched it, but that would fucking make me cry. Ian Ma says, hey, Fab, sorry I missed you on Saturday. I was at a watch party and they had the official commentary. Ian Ma, you are forgiven. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for joining us. Love you. Ha love having you here, mate. Um, Ian Ma says, I watched your reaction back after like a sad man. <laughs> Thank you for watching, my brother. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, John Danon says, what's up with skinny guys carrying ridiculous power? Alex Pereira and Sean O'Malley are stick figures, yet they drop guys like sacks of potatoes. There's a few things that go into that. When you hit hard, uh, hitting hard as far as your physicality is concerned, a lot of that's got to do with like having like broad shoulders, which they kind of both do. Big hands. Big hands is a big one. The size of your wrist is another one. And both those guys for their respective weights, they, they look skinny, but they're not. Same as Israel doesn't. He looks skinny, but he's not skinny. He's got long arms, big fucking hands. I've shook Israel's hand a bunch of times. His hands are like a bunch of bananas, man. They're huge. They're like dinner plates. And big wrists. He's a big, they're big boys, you know. They're not, they're not skinny. Alex Pereira is not like a little skinny guy. Big hands, big thick joints, you know, long forearms, thick forearms. And then on top of all of that, these guys have it down to a fucking art. Like they got the timing spot on, you know, they've got the, they've got different traps that they set and they'll set the traps over a given amount of time. Like they don't just come in swinging. They'll set traps where you're dropping your hands, not seeing shots coming, hide think, hide different shots behind different shots so you don't get to see them. Um, and that's how they drop guys like a sack of potatoes. Jay says, who wins between Rob and Vittori? I can't, I cannot see Vittori beating him. I can't, I can't see Vittori lasting with Rob, to be honest with you. I kind of see Vittori, and this is no disrespect to him because I actually am a big fan of Vittori. I see Vittori as like, like a diet Rob, almost. Ken, Ken Flo says, if he's a little taller than you, who's 5'11", 
So he's five eleven and a half. Seems about right. What's the thing? What? Sorry, it just skipped. Let me see. Uh, seems about right since he's slightly shorter than six foot. Darren Till, cheers, mate. Was curious. Yeah, no, I think he's about six foot, dude. And I don't know if he's shorter than Darren Till. You can't. Sometimes you can't see it, like when they're like, like that. But no, he's he's taller than you think he is. He's big. If you meet him in real life, he's bigger than what you think he is. Um, Kenahuna says mindfulness is very helpful. Negative thoughts clouding your mind, focusing on something else, usually physical tasks. Yeah, that's like that's dialectical behavioral therapy. So when you when you focus on a on a given task, and so you're not thinking about what those negative thoughts were, it's good. Um, like the cognitive behavioral therapy is a different thing altogether, and I think the combination of both is very very important. Um, so the way that you train your thoughts, because the dialectical behavior therapy will only help you to a certain extent. That can help you, like in acute situations, right, and how to deal with stuff acutely. But you really need to get like the cognitive behavioral therapy to be able to to go back and be able to like understand why you're having those thoughts and be able to avoid it or or deal with those thoughts in in a different way and mindfulness as well like just as far as like being able to stop and like the meditation or concentrate and meditation is actually a lot easier than people think like it makes it it make it sound like they make it sound like it's so hard to do and like once i've learned and i understood how you can do it like you can do walking meditations and it's fine as long as what you're doing is focusing on your breathing, if you can focus on your breath coming in and out, pick a point. Like I pick the the with my nostrils, so I focus on the breathing coming in and the breathing going out. And every time my mind starts to wander, I just bring it back in. You know, I don't try and not think of something because that's impossible. So I just focus on my breathing, and once my mind starts to wander, I bring it back. And that's what gets you better and better and better at doing that meditation stuff. Um, Jay, I favor Rob. I think it would be a more competitive version of the Gaston fight, if that makes sense. Possibly, but I, I John, but I, I just think Rob beats Vittori. Jordan Fadness, also instant gratification from TV and video games. Yeah, that's that's 100% agree with you, Jordan. Christian, hey, Fab, how much did Bruce Lee help your martial arts development? It's funny that you ask that. I think... Bruce Lee influenced a ma Bruce Lee, Van Damme, those guys. They influenced a massive um, generation of people. So yeah, Bruce Lee for sure influenced um, me as a kid, for sure, for sure. Um, how much my actual martial arts development? Oh, not much, I don't think, but a lot in the same way because like these guys were omnipresent in my you know in my youth. So they're the they're the soundtrack to the struggle. Uh, jab, cross, hook, uppercut. Who do you think has improved more since their first fight, Adesanya or Vittori? I think they've both improved. I, I've seen more of Adesanya, but I think they've both improved. It's just going to be who puts it together on the day, but I don't see Vittori beating him. That's me. Harry, so when is that guy from the UK, Anthony Joshua, going to fight Tyson Fury? I'm not sure, but I believe Tyson beats him in that one. Um, if Hanoi says if Glover wins, it would be such a feel-good story. Yes, sir. Marco Milesovic, what's next for Rakic? I think anything he wants. 
AZ said, thoughts on Rumble versus Romero. Romero debut in light heavyweight and not a brutal weight cut. I, I don't know. Because I haven't seen Anthony Johnson fight for a long time, you know? So that's going to be a difficult one to see. Um, that's a difficult one to predict because I just haven't seen him fight for ages. Um, I don't know what Romero is going to look like at light heavyweight. Again, he's another guy that I think loses a lot of his physical advantages that he has at middleweight. And he's, you know, he's well into his 40s as well. I don't think he's ever been the same after the second uh, Rob fight. One, because of the damage he took. And two, because I think age is just, you know, age is not just a number, my friend. Um, and he already won the genetic lottery. Hanoi Tripper, Glover finally winning the title will be the ultimate what-the-fuck moment in UFC history. I like Jan and Glover. I don't want either guy to lose. I agree. I think I'm going to go with Glover. Coach, how much is the difference between men and women when it comes to fighting? Original sin. The easy answer for that is think of it like 30%. All things being equal, think of it as a woman needing a 30% weight a weight advantage. I think that's the kind of weight that they use like in military when they have those fights, men versus women, something like that. But regardless, it's pretty accurate. Like a, a, a grown woman physically and athletically is like uh, same, everything the same. Is like a sixteen, about sixteen-year-old boy, and you can see it in like you see the running times. Uh, you could take a girl that won the gold medal at the Olympics, and you put her in the under 18s men, and she will not, she won't medal. You know, she won't medal at nationals. Um, so it's a huge fucking difference, like strength-wise. Testosterone is real. It's got nothing to do with I don't like women or I'm a male chauvinist pig. It's got a lot to do, like. And people say technical, blah, blah, blah. But the, the technique is, is um, the guys are technical too. It's not like just the girls are technical. I've seen that a lot anyways. I've coached men and women in combat sports. And like, yeah, like a good girl, a good girl will, we're talking all things being equal, right? We're not talking about um, Holly Holm beating the fuck out of, some guy in the gym like that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know holly home sparring volkanovsky or, or fighting volkanovsky is not going to happen like it, it'll be a murder it'll be a disaster you know um she'd need to have at least 30 percent on a guy to be able to that of, of her level to, to 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 make it competitive good question the original sin Sir Lancelot says, just got off work to listen to MMA's finest. Thank you, sir. Uh, Brutus M says, great insight and advice is always fab. God bless your family and you. Thank you, sir. And right back at you. I really appreciate it, man. John Danen says, are there any UFC, two, UFC 262 undercard fights that you're ex excited about? I'm really excited about Burgos Barboza fight. Both men are probably going to get injured. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. There, there's some, There's some good ones there, man. I, I don't know the undercard fights right there. I just when you're just talking about Barboza, I was thinking like Barboza is always someone I line up to watch. I love watching him fight. Um, Marcos Milosevic, Rakic would pump Adesanya in my brass, he says. Um, I don't know. I think Adesanya is a little bit too slick for him, but I appreciate how patriotic the Serbs are. My first job ever was making Chavapi, so I've always have, have a connection to the Serbians. Um, Dad says, Izzy will win again. Good. Um, Marko Milosevic says, Adesanya should stay at 205. I don't know. 
Um, Juice says, sorry if you've talked about it already. Does Wiley get an auto rematch? I don't know. I don't know. Original Sin says, hello, doggy. Oh, yes. The dog. Yes, he's a good boy, that dog. Um, sorry, mate. I just I um, had to skip a few. Beetlejuice. Hey, Fab, did you ever drink or smoke in your partying days? In fairness, man, I didn't really have partying days, so I never really smoked. I never really drank. I worked in nightclubs and that. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't. Um, no, nah, I didn't. I, and I never really partied, so I'm a bit of a boring person. Um, so, okay. Oh, Jab Hook Cross Uppercut. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for the support. You guys don't understand how much the support helps. You know, any and all donations, they do help immensely because, you know, as you see, everything you see, it costs money. It costs money to put up the things. So I love doing the show as well. So any support helps a lot. Um, okay. I'm just skipping a few, guys. Hanoi Trooper, Fab, do you think men should take estrogen in their 50s for better heart health? I read women live longer due to the benefits estrogen gives their circulatory system. I'm not a doctor, dude. I I don't know. I can't comment on that too much. I'd say that women live, like, they have a higher life expectancy as well because men also take massive fucking risks as well. Um, and they engage in more risk-taking behavior as well. I'm not saying instead of. I'm saying as well as. Uh, Vittoria reminds me, John says, Vittoria reminds me of Prime Bisping. Well-rounded, middleweight, muscular, but has really good cardio. Not the hardest hitter, but he throws a nice boxing com combination to tire out throughout the fight. Agree, John. Agree. 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 And he's a guy that, like, maybe he doesn't look spectacular, but maybe that's how he wins all these fights. And maybe he beats fucking every middleweight like that. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, maybe maybe that's how he fights. Maybe that's how he beats every middleweight. Who knows? Um, you know, it's one of those things. You don't have to beat everyone by a mile. You just might beat everyone by an inch, and that's enough. Um, you know, Huna says, Fab out here giving us psychotherapy lessons. Not at all, man. Not at all. I'm just saying things that I've worked out for myself um, that people have helped me with, and sometimes... I wish, like, fuck, I wish somebody had told me that, you know, when when things were pretty bad. So I'm just passing that on. Hey, Fab, Connor versus Dustin 3. Do you see Connor getting the KO? He looked slick in the rematch, made the first round look easy. I kind of think Dustin got lucky when he caught him, no disrespect intended. Well, Connor could definitely get the KO. He's hit super hard. Um, but Dustin wasn't uh lucky like dustin kicked the shit out of that those that lead leg and connor had no real answer for it you know like so i don't really see luck there um that's my opinion beetlejuice i've been in therapy for 10 years and it's been a long and rewarding road i read this article the other day on ruminating thoughts how thoughts are just fluff and it's really changed my thinking man i'll just tell you this man Good on you for going to therapy and good on you for sticking it out and being there for 10 years. 
A lot of people won't go to therapy. A lot of people won't don't want to deal with the stigma. And further further to that, it doesn't help if you go to therapy and the therapist is just kissing your ass and telling you what you want to hear. So I think that you doing therapy for 10 years, just just testament of you, man, and where, where you want to be. And I think that that's just a, that's phenomenal, man. Good on you. Um, John says, the only difference between Vittoria and Bisping is that I believe Vittoria is caught with steroid usage, whereas Bisping is very anti-steroids. True. Kujo says, what do you think a Khabib-Usman matchup would look like? Could that be enough to entice Khabib to come back after some time? I don't know, because if it could be, it could not be. Who knows? It's only up to Khabib. I think it would be a really, I'd love to see that fight. I think it would be a really interesting fight, because I think that um, Usman, and I've said this, I don't know, 30 times in this podcast, I think Khabib loses some of his mechanical advantages that he has. He's generally always the bigger guy in the welterweight division, in the lightweight division. And he won't enjoy those mechanical advantages against a guy like Usman, who has a very similar game in some aspects to him. And he's very measured, is Usman, very measured, hits very, very hard. Um, and he's very methodical. You know, so he, he, maybe Khabib can do it to him. Maybe he can't. I don't know. So I don't think Khabib would fight Usman or someone like that at welterweight. Matteo Bianchi says it was a lucky shot because Masvidal was clowning. First of all, it wasn't a lucky shot. He'd been setting that up. And if you watch um, the when, when when I did the commentary, I was talking about that level change in that right hand that he was he was setting that up earlier in the fight, you know, and he was doing it across a, a bunch of different ways. But um, the level change, he kept selling the level change and trying to come up with the right hand and his right hand to the body as well. Um, on Masvidal clowning, like, if a fighter's clowning, that's on him. It's got nothing to do with you. Um, so, no, it wasn't a lucky shot. There's no such thing as lucky shots anyways. Um, John says, crazy that Rumble is about to make his return. Last time Rumble competed, Rob hadn't won the interim title yet. Yeah, man. It's, um, I, I can't, that's why I can't, when people ask who do I think will win, I can't give you a, a proper answer on that. Juice says, I've gone from 80 to 150 kilograms, 80 kilograms to 150 kilograms, up and down these weights a few times in my life, and my mindset during weight loss is, fuck the world. I can be nice, but I needed that chip on my shoulder. Is this unhealthy? Is what, look, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think going to 150 kilos is healthy. That's the first one. Um, I think... It's it's good. It's healthy. No, not it's healthy. It's it can be helpful to have a chip on your shoulder where you're like fuck the world, blah blah blah. And I've done that in at times in my life. But you also have to have an off switch for it, and you have to have a you have to have a plan B. And the plan B is going to be your long term plan that's going to carry you through because you can't exist in a productive way with a chip on your shoulder. You can't exist with that kind of thing. You can. You know, people say anger's not good, hate's not good, all of that. You can use that negativity, that hate, that anger to spur you forward and give you that extra energy, but it's very short-term. It's a very short-term fix, and you've got to be careful that you don't start creating, creating a habit where you always need to have 
something to hate, something to be angry at for you to be successful at it. So I think um, long-term, it's probably not healthy. You know, I think you probably need to find some ways around um, doing things that you enjoy and your relationship to those things, you know, whether it's eating healthy or whatever, that's one thing. But then you also got to think like, what is it that is making me balloon back up in weight? Um, and addressing those things as well, like addressing how you're coming down in weight and addressing the things that are making you go up in weight. And my weight fluctuates when I'm not feeling good in my head, but um, nothing like that. Like I might go from 79, 81 kilos to 93, you know, and, and 93 kilos, I'm fucking fat. Like not fat. You would have seen me in the podcast. Like, my face is just a little bit like thing. But it's a lot for me. Like 93 kilos, I feel it. Um, yeah. Hey, Pip Dennison. Sorry I'm late, Hefe. No, sir. Thank you for coming on. Pip, I missed your call, brother. I'm sorry, man. And I will call you as soon as we're done here. Bodybuilding News says, 14-year-old boy is faster at 400 meters than the Canadian Olympic girl that trains here in town. Yeah, that's my point. Like, um, when people are talking about, like... Like, you know, when they're talking about Ronda Rousey fighting men and whatever. And I'm like, dude, there's guys in local shows that would beat the fuck out of her. Like, bad. Like, really, 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 really bad. You know? Um, and that's no disrespect to her. That's why women are women and men, and men are men, you know? Um, like, Amanda Nunes fighting, like, a, like a, a man that's a champion. It's a big difference, dude. A real big difference. She's a fantastic female athlete. Joseph says, Coach, what's up? Almost missed the stream. It was you asking me for story of the week, right, Joseph? Before? Is that correct? Um, AZ says, in your opinion, was there any fault in Weidman's technique when he threw the leg kick or was he just simply unlucky? And people are going to say stuff. They're going to they're gonna slow things down. They're going to say, this is what he should have done and blah, blah, blah. Tyron Spong broke his leg like that. I think Sepphus broke his leg like that. Um, Anderson Silva broke his leg like that. There's a whole bunch of people that have broken their legs like that. And some of these guys are just phenomenal kickboxers with amazing technique. These breaks happen, you know. I think that a lot of that's got to do with how hard you throw in the kick, where he him checking it, where he checks it, and the angle of your leg in comparison to that, to his check. That's got a that's got a lot to do with it. It's not just how he checks it, it's how you kicked. It doesn't mean that you kicked wrong. It's just in the cosmos, how your kick landed on that check. And I think Chris was just super unlucky. He threw it. And the way that that it that it connected with the knee, because it wasn't a huge check either by Uriah. Uriah kind of stepped into it and it hit the knee. Had that have been a couple of split seconds off. Um, one inch off, you know, you could have seen Uriah have the Jimmy Crute special done, you know, so that's the fucking game, you know what I mean? Like you're throwing leg kicks. That's what happens. Like people talking about calf kicks and the rest of it. And I've said it the whole time, like, man, somebody checks that calf kick. They're breaking, they're breaking your leg, man. They're breaking your foot or your leg. Um, and that's the game. John says, kind of weird thing that I've noticed besides Cyborg, the hardest female punches in the MMA are lesbians, Andrade, Nunes, etc. 
Yeah, but but there's girls that hit fucking hard. Like Holly Holm hits hard as well. Um, Shevchenko hits hard, dude, as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. John says, do you think Sterling should have been in the best act, best acting category for the Oscars this past Saturday? Serious question. Honestly, I I, I disagree with him copping that much shit because I'm a massive Peter Yan fan. He's probably at the moment, my favorite fighter, I love the way he fights. But I, I think that that shouldn't have been on Sterling's hands. I think that if that was an illegal knee and it landed so flush in the head, the ref should have called it. You know what I mean? That should have been a DQ. Like no one, you shouldn't have to ask the fighter. The fighter shouldn't have to go through that level of um, saying I'm hurt for the ref to call the fight. Like you get hit flush knee to the head. You shouldn't be expected to continue that should be we're done you know what i mean um i don't think that that you should be expected no one you you like if you got hit like that at work you wouldn't be expected to finish the day you know what i mean at work so i think that that should have been taken out of aljermaine's hands that should have been just the ref called it and that's it aljermaine shouldn't have been expected to have to fucking act like he's dying or not whether he was or wasn't um Ian Ma said Dustin Dustin had Connor's timing. There were a couple. There were a couple of times he alluded to it along the fence before the KO blow landed. Um, he was doing a very good job. I was surprised with how he was, man. JC Harris's um, Grange rules. Great work. Long live Bob Knox, the champ. Thank you, sir. Hujo Jones says thanks, Fab. No, thank you, mate. Um, Does a 10 pounds make a difference in weight cut, like 175 to 185? Example, Robert Whitaker. What do you mean? But welterweight's not 175, it's 170. It's a huge fucking weight difference, you know? And then you're walking around at your normal weight too, you know? And and like some of these guys got very, very heavy. And we've said, I don't put any of Rob's stuff out before, but Rob's spoken about this on the podcast before. At welterweight, when he was fighting at welterweight, which is 77 kilos, he got to 106 kilos a bunch of times. Up, I don't know what he weighs now, but he won't walk around. Nowadays, he won't walk around above 95. I doubt it. You know, he's a big boy, but he won't walk around above 95. You know, your body does all sorts of fucking things, you know, and you feel different hunger and different cravings for shit you know what i mean like at, at that so yeah that fucking 10 15 pounds in boxing dude there's guys won't fight with five pounds difference you know so yeah it matters it does matter john says do you think Oliveira will be the underdog for the upcoming title fight personally i'm rooting for Oliveira because he's been grinding throughout the years in the ufc yeah chandler's been grinding it out too though um i don't know who'll be the favorite I don't know who deserves to be the favorite. Chandler looks like I'm like he's murderous too, though. They both look great. I'm really pumped. Yeah, Ben Bob, 10 pounds makes a massive difference in a weight cut. Huge. If we're both walking around and that's our weight and we agree to fight, 10 pounds, maybe it makes a difference, maybe it doesn't. But as far as a weight cut, 10 pounds, it's fucking huge, dude. It's huge. Like you think when you're dry, when you're done, like you're like, if you've ever cut weight, you're this, like this. When you're done, you, you're, 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 you want, you're thirsty. 
and you have to cut 200 grams, right? 200 grams. That's what you got to go. Romero missed weight against Rob by 200 grams, by nothing, 200 grams, your undies, right? And he could not cut anymore, right? So that's, imagine then <laughs> you've got four kilos to go or 10 pounds, whatever way you've got to go. It's huge, man. It's a massive difference. Um, so the Sesh Lakeshore says, awesome performance out of Malkoon and Rob. Scary fight to accept for Malkoon, especially after his last bout. Impressive. Also, have you heard about DN? I don't know what DN means. Um, thank you so much for the support, though, man. I really appreciate it. Look, Jacob's a fantastic fighter, dude. I said it before the fight. I think that um, Al-Hassan is susceptible to the double leg, that he's shown that he can be taken down. And Jacob's a serious grappler, real, real serious grappler with very good hands. He got caught by a monster in that other round, but I think he has the potential to beat just about anyone in that division. Um, Beetlejuice says, thank you talking about male mental health as you do is great and much appreciated by everyone. Man, I am, I am really, 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 really um, touched by that and by the support, man. I, I, it's a real important topic, I believe. Juice says, yeah, agreed for real. Thank you, coach. No, thank you, guys. And and I think it's something that isn't spoken about and there's a massive stigma attached to it. And you know what the problem is? The more I realize it, rightfully so, that there is such a stigma. And I'll tell you why. Because people are fucking assholes, dude. People are assholes. And there's a lot of situations where if you do tell people that you have mental health, People will put you in a box. People will exploit it. People exploit each other's vulnerabilities all the time. Um, people love to kick people when they're down. That is a fucking reality. You know what I mean? You can sugarcoat it all you want and say, no, people don't. No, you're good friends and that don't. And I'm lucky enough to have a, a fantastic support network around me. But most people, fuck, mate. If, <laughs> if, if there's five people ki kicking you, most people will go over there and make it number six. That's the fucking 100%. And then have the audacity to come back and go, oh, sorry, man, I didn't know it was you when you're back on top. That's that's the reality. That's why people don't talk about um, mental health and whatnot. Um, and so I'm glad to be able to have a little tiny forum that I have to be able to speak to people. And hopefully, you know, people understand that everyone goes through it and, you know, that hopefully this is a safe environment, especially you guys that are you know, have pseudonyms to talk about it. And I think it's great. Oh, speaking of surfing, Pip Dennison just called, says, just called to see how the surf was. Pip Dennison is one of my life mentors and surfing coaches. And Pip, the surfing was really, really good, man. I caught two waves today all the way in. I caught one all the way in and I caught the second one. And for those that surf, I'm not a good surfer, man. So it's, it's big for me. I caught the second one like, I was in the in the break, like in the in the in the whitewash. I was coming down, and then it merged with a with a with a wave that was breaking. So as the wave was breaking, I I got on the face of the wave. So I was now now I'm like parallel to it. I'm no longer facing the water. I'm now facing across the beach, and I'm now going across the face of the wave. No bullshit. And then it closed off on me, and I turned back, and then faced the face the beach. And I, and I caught it all the way in. And I, there were witnesses. There were witnesses. So 
that surf that I explained then, right, for anyone that's learning to surf, knows that that's fucking massive and, and amazing for someone that's just learning to surf. Like, it's a great feeling. If you see the actual wave, the wave was probably this fucking big and it looked more like a bubble bar that my daughter plays in than an actual wave. Um, it's nothing compared to anyone that actually surfs. And that whole thing I explained probably took five seconds. I don't know. But it was awesome. Awesome feeling. Joe Schmo says, hey, chef, how are you, sir? Cujo Jones says, Thank you. Hey, first of all, Kujo Jones, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. It helps so much. The donations help. The love helps so much, man. So I really appreciate it. All of it. Connor fans, Connor haters make the conversation murky. Dustin is very, very good. And I thought Connor's own assessment of inactivity was pretty good. Um, I do agree with the fact that Connor's fans are very um, polarizing. And Connor's haters, haters are very polarizing. Now, you can not like the man, but he can fight. <laughs> he can fight. Um, there's no, there's, you can't take, is he the best ever the way that his fans talk about it? No. That's like me saying to you, I like milkshakes, but milkshakes aren't the end or be all and the only thing you should have ever to eat and drink and anything that milkshakes. No, it's a, it's a, it's a refreshing drink is what it is. Um, and so Connor is a fantastic fighter, but I don't think that, um, his thing and i think that dustin is very very good i think that connor has been inactive but in fairness i think a lot of that inactivity is um self like self-proclaimed like self-made like he, he doesn't have to be that inactive whereas i'll be back in one sec i just got to let my dog back into this room and a drink Yeah. Sorry about that, people. Um, yeah, I just got, had to go get him. Yeah. Hey, Fab, what are your thoughts on starting BJJ at 30 years old? 
Am I likely to get injured often in the sport? Um, depends on on who you roll with. It depends how you roll. and depends who you have and what your ultimate objectives are with that particular sport. Um, how you choose to pursue it as well. Like, are you just going to, you know, on you as well, do you have pre-existing injuries? Are you, you know, are you genetically right for that sport? A whole bunch of stuff. Generally, jiu-jitsu is fairly safe, but it is hard on your body. There's no denying it. Um, just be careful is the one thing I would say to you. Like, I don't know all the other factors and all the other variables. Um, I don't know how much time you have. Um, and that's, yeah, 24. But Zane, it all depends, man. Uh, Alex Collar says, I'm about to start at 24. We'll be right, mate. Yeah, generally, I'd say to you, you'll be right. Um, 24 is very fucking young, though. Um, and it depends as well what else is going on in your life. You know, I don't know what you're doing at 30. If you're at 30 working two jobs, got a wife, kids, and you're super busy, it's not the same as being 24, maybe at uni, maybe you live with your parents. I don't know. You know, it's a big difference. So I don't know the variables. I just say to you, be careful. Uh, make sure it's the right place. Make sure you enjoy going there. Um, I'm just going to skip a few guys. Sorry. Jordan Fadness says, Okay, Super Skunk says, Coach, what's the biggest robbery you've seen in MMA? Robbery? I don't know. I've seen close decisions. I've seen decisions that I disagree with. To me, a robbery is Roy Jones Jr. at the Olympics. That was a fucking robbery. I haven't really seen anything like that in MMA that I can think of right now, but I could be wrong. I could, might refresh my memory. I've seen decisions that I, I didn't agree with, you know, but I haven't seen like a like that, Roy Jones Jr. at the Olympics type thing. I'm getting such bad cramps in my legs, man, from being out in the water all day. Um, Jordan Fadness says, do you have any personal advice on how to figure out whether or not a personal trait behavior is something harmful you need to work on or whether it is something you need to learn to accept about yourself? Now, this is a fucking interesting question that you ask. And I'm going to kind of going to go on a tangent. I'm going to come back to that. And it's it they're they're cousins, this thing. You know, people will say, like, I'm being myself. I'm being myself. And so if people don't like it, they can fuck themselves because I am who I am and I live with my life with no regrets. And I'm just being true to myself and I am who I am. Maybe the person you are is a fucking dickhead and other people are having to deal with that. And that's not cool. You know what I mean? And maybe you should look at that and change some of those things because it's not cool that you're a dickhead, you know, and I'm not calling you a dickhead, Jordan, at all. I think it's actually a, an amazing question. Um, but I just wanted to put that in perspective because people say that all the time. Like, I'm just being myself. If people don't like it, well, fuck, dude. You know, there's also such things as personal growth. So I think your question is an amazing one. <clears throat> Do you have any personal advice on how to figure out whether or not a personal trait or behavior is something harmful you need to work on or whether it is something you need to learn to accept about yourself? I think if you're lucky enough to have like trusted friends or people around you, you'll, you'll probably be able to get some sort of feedback from them. Remember, just because like sometimes you're bumping heads with people and you're just in the wrong spot in your life, or you might be surrounded by dickheads as well. It's not necessarily you, but um, that's where the cognitive behavioral stuff happens as well, because you can put changes in there. Like you can teach yourself to think different. Um, so say for example, let's do an easy one, like anger. Well, not that anger is easy, but anger is more common. So the first, number one thing is why are you getting angry? Where are you getting angry? And a lot of the times it's like 
your anxiety levels are already so high from a bunch, say you're operating at an eight or a nine out of 10, right? And 10 being you explode. You might, your whole life for a whole bunch of reasons, always been at seven and you don't realize that people are walking around at a two or a three. So when you get hit with a stimulus, would will take someone else to a five, it takes you to a 10. So you start to understand, I need to let go of some of these things that's stressing me out. And that might be a shitty job that you're in, a bad relationship that you're in, a bad crowd that you're in. So um, understanding what that behavior is and then understanding the cognitive behavioral therapy, the therapies that you would, the cognitive thought patterns that you can start to address, I think are, are very important. I don't think you're stuck with any of those traits. That That's a, that's another one. Um, you have to be kind to yourself and understand that at least you are fucking talking about it. At least you acknowledge it. That's my advice on that. Um, yeah, hopefully that helped, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a mental health professional by any stretch of the imagination. I'm coming up on my first BJJ tournament as a white belt. Any advice or insights, Kenahuna? Um, make sure you're fit. Um, you're going to feel gassed in the first two minutes. You're going to feel gassed because um, the adrenaline is just going to kick in. Just understand that probably at white belt level like that, the other everyone's feeling that too. I think that that's Customoto said something like this to Mike Tyson, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of like. Fear and nervousness gives your opponent tools that they don't have. Um, and like they are feeling exactly the same thing as you. You're both feeling um, the same thing. So I think that that's a, an important thing to remember. It's just, and, and the other thing is, look, just enjoy it. Just, I know it sounds weird, but it's, it, nobody, nobody gives a fuck. That's a, that's a reality. Like the problem is with, um, I'm lucky like when I competed in any sport and that there was no real there was no social media or anything. So n nobody cares, dude. Unless you make a big thing about it on YouTube and fucking Instagram and Facebook, which even then nobody will care. Nobody cares. Only you care. And you shouldn't care about it after the event, whether you win or whether you lose because nobody cares and it's not a big deal. So go there, enjoy it, understand that you're going to be nervous, understand that you're going to look at people and be like, oh, that guy's so much bigger, stronger, I'm gassed, he's not, he feels so strong, I can feel his strength through his get through the gate, all that kind of shit. But then just realize that exactly what you're thinking, they're thinking too. And you're crediting them with shit that they don't have. And that's it, man. And as soon as... You know, if you get pumped, go again. If you win, go again. That that'd be my advice. Um, let me see. Um, oh, Pip Dennison says, "Stoked, brother! Next level. Thank you, sir." Pip's actually a very good surfer, so he's um being very nice to me. Kenahuna says, "Did you participate in tournaments? Yeah, heaps of them. Heaps of them. Got pumped a lot of times." Um. Economy says milkshakes are supreme. James Ortega says, can you see me? I can. James Ortega says, is there anybody on this television show? I don't understand what you mean. Juice, just enjoy the positive rock salt vibes for the moment at James. Oh, I see when I got up. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry, James. I had to go get the dog. 
Um, John says, although Holm and Shevchenko have knockouts, none of them are one-punch knockouts. Majority of the KOs are from their head kicks, etc. Nunes and Andrade kill girls with their fists alone. That's true. That is true. That is true. Um, Fitzy says, what is Alex Volkanovsky like behind the scenes? I met him briefly at a meet and greet in Adelaide and he was super nice to me, was up for a chat. Yeah, like he's, he's a nice guy. Hey? Like, that's it. Like, I, I don't, um, like, I'm not saying Alex isn't a good guy. He is a good guy. But even if he wasn't, what do you expect me to say? Then no, he's a fucking monster. Like, he's a nice guy, you know? Like, he's a, he is what he is. I, I, the only thing I'd say to you is don't put too much on, on who these guys are, you know? They're just, they're just human beings, man. And don't, don't hold people like to something just because they can fight or run fast or play football, you know? Um, Juice says, Manscaped used code fab for 100% discount. Thank you, sir. James Ortega says, I've ever been kicked in the nuts. Dude, the worst time ever that I've been kicked in the nuts, I was in kindergarten and Matthew Galea, who ended up being friends later, but he kicked me so hard in the balls, man, that to this day, I was five, you know, to this day, to this day, I remember that pain. That's, yes. Um, Athos, there's morning fab, I agree. How are you, sir? Alex Collar says, hey, fab, Kiwi bloke here. Recently been through some mental health battles since my father passed away a month ago. Oh, fuck, man. My condolences to you, my friend, man. I can't. Fuck, man. Sorry, I haven't even read any more of that. Just you saying that. Dude, I'm... I'm fucking devastated for you, man. I can't imagine losing my father. My dad's 81, and sometimes it hits me that he's not going to be around much longer. And, dude, it fucking crushes me, man. I, I, I will miss that guy so much. I'm getting emotional now, so I can't keep going with it. Um, your videos, plus some inspiration from John Danaher, have inspired me to start BJJ. Man, anything to help you, dude, like you do need. That's one of those spots, you know, we've been talking about mental health today. That's one of those things where um, that that mental health stuff really helps, you know, like the uh, dialectical behavioral therapy in that short term really, really will help you with, with, with that, you know, like doing BJJ, I feel helps. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll tell you something. I don't think I've spoken about this before. My mother had cancer in 2001 or something like this. I'm going to I'm gonna guess. I can't remember exactly. But it went for a few years. And one of the things that helped me through it was grappling. Like I just, I would go to like jujitsu in the mornings and then go to wrestling at night. And I'd wrestle at night and do jujitsu in the morning and do weights in between and run and ride and competing triathlons and just train all the fucking time. Um, I can't even begin to even like nowadays i would not even think of it you know to do it but you know i used to do like 30k runs you know 5k swims you know competing triathlon i wasn't i wasn't great but i'd compete in it and do jujitsu and wrestling in, in between and yeah it was just i had to you know i had to deal with that because i couldn't think of, i couldn't i couldn't deal with it any other way you know 
So I think it'll it'll help you a lot, man. And I wish you the very best with your mental health battles, man. Like that shit's real, and the loss of your father is scary. Um, my Toby says, "Hey, Fab, looking good as always. Thank you, sir." Hanoi Tripper says, "That's a good point. I had an ex who would say." That's me. Take it or leave it to excuse her passive aggro, subtle bullying behavior. Took me a while to mature, but I booted her ass and was the best decision. Yeah, man. Like when people say that shit, it's like, nah, dude. <laughs> and and the thing is with women, dude, they're just, they can be just as abusive as men. It's just the problem is that it's a very hard thing to, to quantify when women are abusive. Like it's not, it's easy with a guy. Like if he raises his voice or hits a woman, of course, you know. I'm not condoning that behavior, by the way, or saying thing, but women's like psychological bullying a lot of the times is very, very destructive. Like, you know, very, very destructive to, to people. Um, Kyle Graves says, Oi, Fab, what's up? Crazy night of fights here. James, don't be a jerk, man. Troll somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it. Uh, Man Deep Singh says, Hums that next fight. Well, they said somebody said Nick Diaz. I'd love to see that fight. Stink Dot says, Regarding Jits at 30, started myself at 32, 100 kilograms down to 82, feeling strong, happy, and fertile. Best move I made in recent memory. 100%, man. If it's a right martial art for you, don't put pressure on yourself either, man. If you don't like it, don't do it. Go do something else. But if it's a right martial art for you, you're going to fucking love it. Jiu Jitsu. So, you know, or wrestling or whatever. But don't put that pressure on yourself. Another thing for me, I'm 41, dude. I'm 41. And I started um I started surfing like last year. And dude, <laughs> I can't paddle out, right? There's older ladies, like women in their 60s, paddle right past me. Little kids, seven, eight years old, paddle right past me. I struggle so much, but I really, really do it. Because I enjoy the ocean. I love doing it. I've never been as comfortable and as fit with the ocean as I am today. But um, I do it because I love it. I may never get a barrel and I don't expect to. And that's like, I think that's the same attitude you should have for, towards jiu-jitsu. Do it because you love it. Don't put pressure on yourself. And you'll get the most out of it. Um, James, like, Man, or James Ortega, I appreciate you being on here, man. But honestly, just leave it or I'm going to have to block you, man. We're just trying to have a good conversation. So, yeah, that's if you can't, mate, we're going to have to isolate you. And that's with all the love in the world. You're a good guy. I like you. Please, you have more to add in your life other than that. Kenahuna says, thanks for the solid advice. Fear is their tools. I give them. I'll do. Um, yeah, man. Like. They're all feeling exactly the same. No matter how how um how confident they look, everyone feels the same shit. Um Hanoi Tripper, do you think with COVID being found in Newcastle's wastewater, is that a risk for swimming at the beaches there? I, I fucking I'd imagine so, man. I'd fucking imagine so. But I don't know. I also don't know how like the ocean will dissipate the the virus. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about that. Um Alex Collis says thoughts on Gary Tonin and his move to MMA in one FC. 
I've been watching that move for a while now, and Gary Tonin is a legit fucking bad motherfucker, man. He is a real, real fucking handful for anyone. 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 Not 1FC, whatever. Anyway, he's a legit handful. And 1FC is signing up some fucking killers, dude. They've got Bushesha over there. They've got Gary Tonin. They've got so many good fighters, man. Uh, Kyle Graves says, Alex Collis, I'm sorry to hear about your pops. I wish you and your family the best. You got all our support, mate. Much love. 100%, man. I echo that, man. That's I'm glad, man. Please, man, share that shit on this forum. If not anywhere else, if you can, please do so. And, man, it's 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 good, man. It's good to get it out. Can I show you my dog? Man, he's here, but he's kind of like... Uh, let me see if I can get some... Look, I'm going to see if I can. I fucked that up royally, and that's why people like me will never be allowed to touch. I fucked that up royally, and that's why people like me will never be allowed to touch anything electronic again. Sorry, man. <laughs> Just because I'm an idiot. I will try if he comes around this side where, where you can see him. Oh, there he is. Let's see if he'll, he'll come over here. If he comes over here, yes. It's up to him, really. I can't I can't move the camera. I tried to move the camera to show him. Um. If if you want to see him, go on Instagram and go to Rupert the Rebel at Instagram, and that's his Instagram, um, Super Skunk, Rupert the Rebel. Um, Ryan Halden says, "What advice would you give to a white belt in jiu-jitsu? Stretch, fucking, that's a big one. Stretch, enjoy it. You know, do 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 it because you love it. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't try and um like." Don't put pressure on yourself. Do it because you love it, you know, and you'll do it for as long as possible. Kilua says, who has been your favorite breakout star this year? Mm, my favorite breakout star this year. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had a breakout star this year. There hasn't been like a Hamzat from last year. Fitzy, it seemed that Anderson Silva was never the same after his bad leg break. Even if Chris Weidman was younger, then uh, this could affect him psychologically and basic finish his, basically finish his career. Y yeah, I, a break of that nature is horrendous. Juice says, 1FC is so good. Free fights all the time. Post fights on YouTube straight after. Yeah, real good. Yeah, Juice, 1,000%. I want to start commentating them, but their time and in, in my day and the time doesn't really line up oh joseph looking forward on the uncle fab story time i'll tell you a fucking story this may or not be may or may not be true i was talking to a dude recently he's a fucking wild as shit and we're just talking about you know stuff you do as a kid when you play up and he was telling me that i don't know if this is true it might be a lie that they and i don't agree with this by the way but he was saying to me that they that it was a teacher's car, and you know they used used to prank the teacher, and he they got big. And anyone that knows Illawarra knows that there's a a, a line here 
that um that goes like there's a train line that goes all along the the, the waterfront and these dudes put they 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 got a, a cable like a big thick cable and they tied it around the the teacher's car and they tied that to a coal train and if you know what a coal train is you know that those things won't even feel that there's a car and the car towed the train towed the teacher's car away and i was sitting there in shock because i like i've never done any shit like that you know and i couldn't believe that he fucking said that and that's pretty bad hanoi trooper says how should i deal with a new instructor at my old boxing gym which i just re returned to who is a bit of a power trooper even on the bio he said he's found his calling as was previously bullied um I think that you should not put, again, not put pressure on yourself, not feel like you have to stay. If you don't like it and you're not happy there, leave, leave the gym. Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to put up with that shit. If the guy's, the guy's probably not a bad guy, but it, it sounds like his issues have issues, you know? So I would probably say to you, um, at first try and talk to him because a lot of times when you talk to someone, that kind of breaks that sort of thing down and you, you realize you have a lot more in common than, than you do. Most people are pretty cool. But if 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 he's a dickhead, just leave, man. That's honestly the truth. Or avoid his classes. Alex Collis, thanks for the love all. The mental health thing is a tricky game. Being tough for the others you love, including my younger brother, is a hard part. I'll be dragging him along to BJJ classes too. Yeah, man. Remember to be kind to yourself, Alex, man. You have to be kind to yourself. Steve Booth says, G'day, coach. Kyle Graves says, I'd say breakout star would have to be Crute. Homeboy had dropped foot and fought harder against Lionheart. That's insane. Man, fuck. Yes, that was pretty amazing. Um, Super Skunk. I'll leave that question, man. Original Sin says, which is the hardest to be good at with the same amount of time and effort? BJJ, boxing, Muay Thai, karate, or wrestling? They're all, they're all different, man. They're all really different because are you asking you, you can look the problem is with boxing and that you can look really, really good. And let's call it striking versus grappling. With striking, you can look really, really, really good on the pads, and you can do that relatively quickly. With BJJ and wrestling, it's fucking hard. Wrestling is hard, especially if you're not really built for it and you don't have like the gymnastics ability for wrestling. It can be it can be quite hard. But all of that changes with striking. All of that changes when the when you start getting hit, that that becomes very 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 different. You know, it's not that so they, they, that evens it out. Like physically, it's not that hard. Anyone, I've been holding the mitts for my wife, and she's starting to look good. You know, she can like, and she's like never done anything. She goes like one, two, slip right hand, ducks under right hand, left hook, um, and she yeah, she's looking good. Looks like, but but real like real. If you hit her, that would all go to water. She's not got no interest in fighting or getting hit. And so you see that a lot with people, you know. So striking is very hard, man. It's very technical. And the price you pay when you make a mistake in striking is way worse than jiu-jitsu or wrestling. You're not going to get pinned or just choked. You're going to get knocked the fuck out if you, like, if you do the wrong thing. Um, so they all got their own reasons why they're hard. There's also a reason, dude, why jiu-jitsu... BJJ sport BJJ has hundreds of people there because like you can compete in a really safe way you know that you 
in boxing, you can't really, you're going to get concussed. You're going to get your head punched in if you do the wrong thing. Um, yeah, economy at Super Skunk trying to get Fab assassinated. 100%, eh? He's trying to get me killed. Alex Collis says, did anyone see Craig Jones' weed reaction to the vaccine? Stomach filled with fluid and he pulled out of the match. Nah, man, I didn't see that. I did not see that. Joseph, that story is crazy. I can totally see that happening back in the day, but too many cameras around now to do something like that. Dude, these guys are fucking wild, dude. These guys are fucking wild. Um, really, really wild guys. I don't know if they did it or not, or if they made it up, or if somebody else did it and they passed the story off as their own. I don't know, but they that was one of many stories, dude. They do fucking... They're, like, they're not kids, man. They're like now the 40s and 50s, and they're still crazy. They still charge massive waves and do all sorts of shit. Um, Joseph says, heard this quote before, everybody's a champion on the pads. Man, it's it's such a massive difference. My Tovi says, just started working, and I can't believe how me, how people manage to fit in extracurricular activities. Yeah, man, it's no, no joke. It's not easy. It's not easy. Ju says, are you a fan of Ong Lang Sung? Yeah, dude, massive fan. He was on the podcast. Um, Super Skunk says, most violent fight you remember. I want to say Anderson, uh, Anderson. I want to say that comes to mind. I'm not saying it is. Like, there's probably a million others. But Vanderlei versus Rampage Jackson 2, where Vanderlei, I think, hit him with 16 unanswered knees. Or Vanderlei versus Yuki Kondo. They're the ones that if you want to show um some hardcore fucked up things to people you show them that that's pretty crazy those those fights ren mitchell's ren witchell says i made the way in in taupo new zealand there's a weight limit on hydrocyzed 90 kilograms i have believed it if i didn't happen to me yesterday any of this in aussie i don't understand what that means super skunk says which fighter took the worst beating inside the cage in your opinion I don't know, dude. There's been a few, dude. Like, Gray, again, person that boom, comes to mind, I think, is Gray Maynard has taken some bad beatings. Diego Sanchez has taken some bad beatings. Um, Hanoi Tripper, do you think BJJ will ever be at the Olympics given the wide appeal? Well, it could be. The, the problem that I see there is they have judo, Olympic freestyle, and Greco-Roman wrestling, taekwondo, and... Um, boxing and although all of us here understand that um the differences and it, it like you look at it and you think how could think to a lay person man there's like there's people that i work with that don't even know the difference of taekwondo and boxing you know like they they don't and they don't know the difference between taekwondo and judo they could watch that and ask and ask is you know is that judo they they wouldn't know um and there was a, a stage probably about 10 years ago, I want to say, or a bit less, where they wanted to remove wrestling from the Olympics. They, they actually had a go at it by wrestling, like the whole wrestling community got behind it and that was never going to happen. So I think that that is, um, that is probably one of the dangers for BJJ. I think it's hard because it's going to be really, really, really hard to differentiate between judo and BJJ for the layperson. In a gi, BJJ, for the layperson, for normal people, is fucking boring to watch. That's a given. That's why judo is at a point where it's almost gone away from combat just to make it 
more exciting and more more bigger throws so people can, are watching it they they can understand because people understand big throws um i don't i don't know that bjj in a gi can be that exciting enough at an olympic level um no gi bjj maybe i don't know again then you run into that risk of people not really differentiating that between wrestling say you know the olympics is like it's what is it two weeks of like bang the sports have to go boom 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 they have to be super exciting and things that people understand that's why the 100 meter run is such a blue ribbon event everyone understands that people don't even the 400 meters and the 200 meters don't have the same instant gratification for people people want to watch and go 100 meters that's a guy or the girl bum, 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 you know it's you don't have that much time to really sell that sport to people and i, I don't know if bjj could do it um i would watch it i i hope it does i'm just saying what are the things you asked me what are some of the things that could hold it back and that's what i think you think mma will ever be in the olympics economy says yes sir i it was in the olympics again it runs into that thing i'm not going to go through that whole thing again but yeah um sorry guys uh i will be uh, going past a few different ones uh, Hanoi Trooper says Spider versus Rich Franklin needs to the head was bad. Yeah, rearranged his face. Super Skunk, top three favorite meals. Um, taste wise or just in simplicity to make wise? But I'm going to go like with all of them fried rice, the way my wife makes it. She does an amazing, amazing fried rice. And it's a very versatile dish. So fried rice is right up there. You can have it like you can put as much protein in as you want, you can put as much veggies in as you want. It's easy to take with you. It's easy to heat up. Everyone loves it. Fried rice, number one. Um, I like a, I like burgers. I'm quite partial to burgers, um, and and I like sandwiches too. You know, those three like easy meals. You're asking me, right? Not anything. Um, but then I love like lobster, fresh seafood, and that, all that kind of stuff. But three, you're asking me three meals. Three easy meals like that, yeah. Um, okay, guys, I am reaching the end of this, so I just want to say, guys, thank you so much for everything. Say thank you so much for watching, for supporting. I love doing it. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Um, it's a lot, a lot of fun doing it. I love doing. It. I love being here and just talking shit with you guys, and you know, talking about fighting, talking about mental health, talking about you know things that people do so i i really want to thank you guys man and from the bottom of my heart so thank you very much and um i hope i'll see you guys soon join me this week for the fights as well guys take care bye bye